Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. True. Welcome back. Yeah, hey, guess what? It's my birthday. I'm John. Tony. <laughs> Each of us has picked the specific movie genre. I have a horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have fantasy. No. I don't. I do no. this week. Do you know why? <laughs> Sorry. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see anyone's of these films on anyone's top ten list. Well, maybe today. This one you probably will. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I listen to our podcast. You can give yourselves a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is John's pick for, for my. Oh goodness. <laughs> That's one too many. Don't want to overdo it. <laughs> Just one more. <laughs> All right, so I picked uh, 1987's Willow, which is underappreciated, believe it or not. And I've been waiting for Elaine to pick this forever, and she never does. Because I and never... I brought it up a couple times, like you should do Willow. She's like, it's not underappreciated. I'm like, are you sure? The door is not shut. Okay, well, oh, friends, can you give me a minute here <laughs> while Carly gets up and shuts the door? The dogs because will come I in. That's the last one in. It's my fault. The fifth and sixth <laughs> members of the podcast will come in, and they're very loud dogs. Cross is home today, too, so there may be some yelling. And the boy. He was very upset because his basketball team for his, is currently losing very badly oh. in his video game. In his video game? Last season, yeah. they won the championship. This season, they're just trash. Are they dog trash? No. Apparently. I came down this morning and I said, are you actually being murdered? And he said, no. I says, because it sounds like you are. Wow. Well, now that we've covered that, can we talk about Willow for a second? Perhaps. Willow is the story of a reluctant dwarf who must he play a critical... He was not reluctant for your dwarf. Got it. <laughs> he embraced it. <laughs> who must play a critical role in the protection of a special baby. This is the IMDb thing. Yeah, okay. that's some dumb I, wording. I didn't fucking write it. He's a reluctant hero, not a reluctant dwarf. He just a, <laughs> happens to be a, a little person. Does, you know, now when you read it like this, a reluctant dwarf is like, I don't know oh, if you... Know, he seems okay with it. <laughs> A reluctant hero, who just happens to be a dwarf, mm -hmm. must a play a critical person. role in the protection of a special baby. Ooh. Okay, is that better? Rewrite. Sure. It was a re right, edit that in. We're not going to do that. So this movie got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes, hmm. 7.3 on IMDb, and a 47% on Metacritic. Hmm. Um, its budget was $35 million, and it made 57.3 worldwide. So it's it. It seemed bigger to me. Um, With all you were the little, man, no, maybe. but they went to like seven locations. Oh, is that what it they is? They were in New Zealand. They were in England. They were in. They didn't make enough money. Yeah, I just I thought know. it was. A, I just remember it being such a big movie when I was little. Well, this was also well, in the string of. It was on TV a lot too. It came out in the theater the same time as Big. Uh, so it got crushed. And Rambo three. <laughs> and Crocodile Dundee two, two. <laughs> which is. A really good one. <laughs> then it might have been bigger because it was on like TBS yeah. and everybody saw it, but that doesn't contribute to this, the Yeah, this money. was like a Saturday afternoon classic that mm. you saw a thousand times when you were a kid, but not because you saw it in the theater. And this was in a string was... of the uh, sci-fi fantasies movies like um, Crawl, Legend, 
legend, and they all just Red Sonia. Yeah. Yes, and they all, <laughs> none of them did well. Most of which I've picked on the podcast because they're rad. <laughs> also, Not legend yet though. But Not yet. Ra- but Rad is also a great movie from the '80s that we haven't done. Rad. A podcast. Yes, the BMX biking movie with you mean Lord. Gleaming the Cube, but with no. bikes. Yes, <laughs> it is exactly Gleaming the Cube, but with bikes. But, but during Gleaming the Cube, did they have a, a, a disco scene where they danced? No. No, but they didn't have Christian Slater either. Good point. <laughs> or Tony Hawk. The only person I know from the Rad movie is Lori Loughlin, who's currently famous for uh, bribing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> School officials. Yeah. She's infamous now. <laughs> Poor Aunt Becky. <laughs> Times are tough. I like how the excuse was, you can't do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you can't do that? That's just the way it's done. Honestly, I thought it was just the way it was done. I, I was surprised so people were so shocked. Yeah. I'm not here to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> I have to say, I'm surprised it was illegal. <laughs> not that, like, sure, it's I don't know if it was that illegal. Sure, yeah. like, but my whole life on TV, like people have been like, oh, yeah, my generations of my family have gone to this college. Yeah. We donated that week. Yeah. I thought that this was just normal. <laughs> I know. Like, frowned upon, sure, kind of a scandal, maybe, but illegal? Not real. didn't. Hey, you guys want to talk about Willow again? I guess. All right, so. It's pretty good, so um, we might as well. This was written, uh, excuse me, directed by a guy you may have heard of. His name is Ron Howard. Yes. Doesn't ring a bell. (laughs) He directed Cocoon. See that Happy Days guy? (laughs) Yeah, it's Opie Cunningham. Because he's also Andy Griffith. Which I like solo. I like solo, too. That's very underrated. See, now here's the hard part I had about talking about... um, Ron Howard specifically is do we talk about him as a director or an actor well he directed so director so we'll go with director okay (laughs) well here's a few things you may know Mm -hmm. Night Shift I've never seen Gung Ho Cocoon Splash Backdraft, Parenthood, Far and Away, The Paper, Apollo 13, Ransom, Ed TV, How the Grinstall, Christmas, Beautiful Mind, Missing, Cinderella Man, Da Vinci, yeah. Yeah. Because there is so <laughs> many I like, all of those movies. Like, I look at these like, I'm not writing all this down. This is like the seventh episode in a row where we've talked about Backdraft. It might be time to do Backdraft. <laughs> also, by the way, now maybe time to mention that he's also directing an episode of Willow the TV series. Is there a Willow the TV series coming out? According to IMDb. It has been announced. It's been announced and looks like he'll be there. It has been released yet. Yeah, it might end up like that Tremors movie that just never ended up happening and broke my heart. (laughs) All right, so the story here is by a guy named George Lucas. Never heard of him. Mm -hmm. He might have did a couple other things. He did a Star Trek stuff? Uh, I think it was the Fandom Con. (laughs) No, No, that's not right. Uh, He did American Graffiti. Yeah, American Graffiti. That's what he's big for. Mm Mm-hmm. He was very big then, very, very big. Um, Dal Kilmer, who... Um, awesome. Is, is he welcome back to the podcast? Yes, I don't, I don't true know. romance. Oh, yeah. Boom. I remember saying, he's welcome back to the podcast. Tony goes, mm. from what? Like, all <laughs> smugly. <laughs> <laughs> and I pointed at my screen, he's like, I know. <laughs> he's also from Real Genius. And that movie Top is Secret. real Top good. Secret. Real Batman. Genius is way better than Top Secret. About that, I'd have to um, he's the Saint. You, we should do that tomorrow. The Saint, the Saint's real good. I like the Saint. Oh, last time I watched it, which has probably been twenty years though. Uh, we watched it. Ah, yeah, Is within that, a year. Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. All right, I so think it holds up. We all know Val Kilmer. The and science doesn't, but heat. the movie does. Heat. Oh, great! We need to do Heat. He's the only. That's not under, I don't think that's what? underappreciated. I don't really like that movie. You don't like when they have that little sit down at the coffee shop? Yeah, no, I don't care for it. Wow. I don't you, spoiler. The, she has talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> Let me before. just tell this you, is not a surprise. again, not a surprise. <laughs> don't kill me. It's we're still my birthday month. Uh, I don't really like Al Pacino at all. 
Like, I think he's okay, but I think he's really overrated as an actor. People talk about Al Pacino like he's fucking Al Pacino, but to me, he's just Al Pacino. I think it's one of those things where so I don't think in the last that 10 to 15 years, he's kind of just, kind of like De Niro. He's kind of just made become kind crap. of a joke, yeah. sort of. And you're like, that's a shame, because in their early careers, they made such Dog Day Afternoon, yeah. Scarface, oh, I really mean. Funny. I don't know. Meet the Fockers is way better than Any Given Sunday. Yeah. So, well, it's well any given Sunday, old De Niro's is, better than old Pacino. They both kind of suck now. But yeah, well, they're yeah, but analyze that isn't good. <laughs> analyze this, I like. Um, bad Grandpa. <laughs> no, I liked Bad Grandpa. I saw a meme about Robert De Niro, and it says Robert De Niro plays a lot of tough guys on TV, but Robert De Niro's not a tough guy. Robert De Niro whines a lot or something like that. Mm. I can't remember the whole thing now. I thought I did, but now I blew it. So I'm going <laughs> to talk about um, Joanne Wally. Whaley? Whaley. Sure. Yeah, her too. Like the like the big um, amphibious mammal. Well, she's Sasha, who's known for Willow. Mm-hmm. Yep. But she was also in Navy Seals, which you may see again, which was filmed in our local area. Which here, John which, watched not that long ago. Which I watched not that long ago. Um, the Man Who Knew Too Little. Bill Murray. And she was also, yeah, uh, yeah. And she was also in um, several episodes of Daredevil, the in Netflix. Which no, season? Really? Um, this was the 2018. She was this uh, one of oh. the sisters. She's the last season then. Yeah, I didn't see it. It was good. Tony yeah. goes. I think they got married after this movie. They so did. She's also known as Val Kilmer's ex-wife. They had two children, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they got and married the in '88 and got, got divorced, divorced in '96. So they were together a long time, especially yeah. for Hollywood. Then there's Warwick Davis. Who's Red? Who? No, he's not in Red. No, but he is he in Harry Potter as Professor Flit. I was Professor Flitwick. Uh-huh. I can't yes, say that. Yes, he was also in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He was in Ray. I really enjoyed him in Ray because he wasn't. He was just a person. Like he wasn't cast as anything special. He was just a person. They didn't cast him as a dwarf. Are we just gonna skip over? He was in Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, he was. No, all of not. them. I don't think he was in the last. He's one. also Wicket, and he played Wicket in three movies. And he was in Phantom Menace. Yeah, as some random kid. Yeah. Okay. He was in Solo. Was he? Yeah. As some, I can't remember as what. Yeah. I only know that because I'm looking at his IMDb right now. (laughs) He's in all kinds of stuff. I mean, he's a very prolific um, little person actor. And he's just really great. Mm -hmm. He's awesome in that show where he does travels arounds or whatever. I don't know if you saw the bit, but he he meets up with Val Kilmer. And he's like, oh, we got my secretary loves Batman. You got to come in. And and he comes in in the bat cowl. And she's like... uh, this is one of the Batman. Guess who it is? Because and she, she guessed everybody. She's like Welcome George up. Clooney. I love George Clooney. He's like no Michael, Michael Keaton? Keaton. I love Michael Keaton. Like she didn't even couldn't even remember that he <laughs> felt Batman. Was like oh, which All was right. a, he wasn't let's, a terrible Batman. Let's no. push through. Not my favorite Bruce Wayne, but not a bad Batman. And also Billy Bartley. Welcome back to the podcast. I mean, my welcome back. We've never done him, but you, he may be in future episodes. He was also in Legend. <laughs> and Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. and Masters of the Universe, which we'll never do. Which one is Billy Bartley? Oh, he's the, he's the High Owen. High Owen, yeah. Um, let's see who else. Nobody else really of note. Oh, you got. Other, I know. I get there. Other, welcome back to the podcast, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Yes, who's great. Who's, who's been in a lot of things. He's Kevin Pollock. Few good men. And Elaine wants to talk about one more guy because he's a welcome back to the podcast. His name is Pat Roach. And 
Carly, what movie was he in? The one in the Skull Kale. Mask. Yeah. Yes, General Kale. Kale. And, and he was in Red Sonja. I saw it. I <laughs> he was Brytag, the Toll Master. <laughs> so I may be cheating there, but I while we were watching it, I was looking at their IMDb. I do that. <laughs> you you want to know what's interesting about this? you know if it's a welcome back to the podcast. This gentleman was in two tertiary Marvel movies, Red Sonja and Willow, which they date a Marvel comic book. Based on <laughs> this is a Marvel movie, friends. <laughs> so, Shalindria's wand is an infinity stone. <laughs> I was going to say, where's the infinity stone? Because they all have infinity stones. It's the reality stone, because it transforms people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pigs. Hmm? But they didn't use that for pigs. But they used it to turn them back into people, so yeah. we'll allow it. I'm just saying it transforms you. It also she- transformed, what's her name? From uh, we're gonna get to, spo- to a bird. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. It doesn't all right. just do pigs to human. That's all I'm saying. So, um, also, a- this movie is almost as old as I am. T- no spoilers. You should have seen it by now. <laughs> if you haven't I seen it by now, you're not getting I hadn't seen it by now, but I probably wouldn't have if you hadn't picked it. And I think that and which is see. the secret point of our podcast. Which is really, you know, the three of us got together like Carl used to watch more fucking movies. What do you want to do? A podcast? All right, we'll do it. All right, so what did you think going in, Carly? Well, I had never seen it, like I said. That's why we have you. And like we said during the Heather's episode, I got the movies confused. (laughs) (laughs) Heather's and Willow. So having seen Heather's, she was very confused about Willow. When does Christian Slater say greetings and salutations? (laughs) I just couldn't keep track of the titles. I knew that... Isn't the fat guy from Beetlejuice supposed to be in this? (laughs) I, I knew this one was a fantasy movie. I didn't know what Heather's well, was Heather's about at all. I knew one of them was a fantasy <laughs> movie, like super fantasy. But uh, but I didn't. I, I expected a fantasy movie, D and D esque. Okay, <laughs> uh, Tony. I didn't know what to think of this going in. I remember I loved this movie when I was younger. It was really. I loved it a lot, and I hadn't seen it probably in twenty years. So I was like, okay, let's do some Willow. <laughs> He's like, yeah, man, I'm in. Uh, Elaine. I thought, ooh, Willow. I like Willow. Let's watch Willow. Well, you have to now. Stupid Daikini. <laughs> All right. Here's a couple of them. That's the broken hearts. Here's a couple of reviews. Here's one from Jillian. A nonsensical, nonsensical try at a fantasy written by a sci-fi genius who must have been having an off day. Easily the worst work other than The Phantom Menace. Like, wow. wow. That's, That's real- hurtful. Yeah, isn't it, though? Non- nonsensical try at fantasy. That's why I picked it because I like the way the first line is. Um, here's one from Jose Martin. I'm assuming it's Martin, not Martin. Could be. <laughs> it's Jose Martin. She doesn't sound right, does it? No. But anyway, for those of us raised in the '80s, that will always uh, this will always stand up along as a giant among fantasy films. Uh, better than anything we get today. Before millions were spent on Tolkien-esque films, Willow was at was at the peak of the genre. Never gets old, and knows how to present a fantastical world. Way to go, Jose! I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we'll see at the end. <sighs> Tolkien-esque? Is it Tolkien-esque? Yeah. Well, there's some. There's some when I was when I'm here watching, I was like. There's a lot of scenes that I would love to see up against Peter Jackson's stuff like that. <laughs> but then again, it came first, not maybe story-wise, but... See, to me, I had never heard of Lord of the Rings before mm-hmm. I saw Willow. So when I'm watching Lord of the Rings, I'm like, oh, this is like Willow. <laughs> the problem well, is... I'm the opposite. <laughs> the problem with it is that 
Lord of the Rings was so big in the fantasy genre that everything is compared to Lord of the Rings. Even if you had never seen Lord of the Rings before you saw this, or if George Lucas had somehow never known about Lord of the Rings and then wrote this, everybody's always going to think that there's bits of Lord of the Rings in there. It's kind of like how Harry Potter, now everything's, well, it's a little Harry Potter-esque. Oh, even though Harry Potter is not original, Mm -hmm. there's all, you know, like... It's all Joseph Campbell's Well, yeah, like like the the Sorcerer's Apprentice, that's very Harry Potter-esque. You know, with Horvath? I just wanted to to talk about Horvath. (laughs) There's certain fantasy elements that are just kind of very well well known. It kind of goes along with... And the hero's journey is a classic trope even before Lord of the Rings. And it kind of goes back to what we were saying about the Meg. People are like, it's just like Jaws. Like, well, dude, it's a shark movie. You're going to be in a boat. You're going to fight the shark, you know. Any boxing movie is going to be... Rocking. It's probably going to be somebody that's run down fighting for his life because nobody wants to see I'm a billionaire and I box sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Hope I win. If I don't, I'm a billionaire, you know. But the the Mayweather story? (laughs) The hero's journey is a classic fantasy trope and that was around before Lord of the Rings became popular. Lord of the Rings was just so well done that it's Mm. become the standard by which everything is. All right, well, let's get started because this is a two hour movie and we've got some things to get through. Do we? We have a lot of Thomas Kincaid scenery. Yeah. yeah. Tony goes, man, this what I said they could make puzzles. A lady would buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, she wouldn't. Stop helping. <laughs> so 20th Century Fox and Disney, evidently. Mm-hmm. We see the Marvel ticker. Yeah. We don't, but it should now. Willow. A Lucas film. Yes, that Lucas. We have with a message. Yes, we do. And I was not paying attention. Because I did not expect an opening message. And Tony goes, it's a George Lucas film, Carly. Of course it opens with a message. We had to rewind so I could read it. (laughs) Another fun thing. Most fantasy movies of this time period open with a little bit of a scrawl. They give you a little background. Some sort of prophecy, background. (laughs) It's harder to to just jump into fantasy. They should do this for the next Batman you're like, there once was Thomas and Martha Wayne. Wasn't there? <laughs> they got shot. There was one in Crawl, too, Just so they don't right? have to film yeah. it. Yeah. And I think probably Legend. It's and just a... Red Sonia. Yeah. There was one in Red Sonia. There was one. Yeah. Conan. Yeah. Because it's, a, it's, well, it's a, another time, another place. Yeah. So they have to set it up. I wonder if there's one in the Beastmaster. We'll find out. Will we? Did we have to? <laughs> she shook her head. Yes, yeah, Scott. There's, there's ferrets in it, so I can't say anything bad. All right. Sears Podo have, and Podo. Yeah. Hello. Odo and Podo. Hey, c- can we talk about Willow and <laughs> Willow? And Laura Dan and sure. Yeah. Sears have foretold the birth of a child who will, who will be who will be being. I didn't write that right. <laughs> about the downfall of the who power. Bring, bring about the downfall. Hey, look, I was typing it. I didn't pause it. I was just typing like a period. <laughs> <laughs> who will be bringing down the downfall of a powerful queen, Badmorda. Which is funny because she doesn't actually do anything to bring about the downfall of No, she does not. Her existence, I she's, suppose, does. She's, well, she you, is, she is the infinity stone of which... No, she's the MacGuffin, which the movie must be told. Yeah, but she doesn't actually physically do anything other than smile. Seizing all pregnant women in the realm, (laughs) the evil queen vows to destroy the child when it is born. So here's what I thought. That it's going to take forever. After the opening sequence, I thought this baby somehow does not get killed. 
grows up and we get to see her Moses defeat, style the queen Bev Morda <laughs> yeah like everybody turns, Tony like, was like the baby was Willow yeah Tony's like who's this baby I can't remember they say oh it's a baby the whole time yeah. I was like what <laughs> Carly, was, Carly was thinking the baby was Moses <laughs> look because that's what this is more about. if it wasn't for the baby Willow wouldn't have left the village wouldn't have met Matt Morgan well, who wouldn't have fell in love with I'm not saying that that's so not true. So she caused the downfall of Eagle Queen. I'm just Queen saying. You would think that she would grow up like Carly thinks to It doesn't say that. Seer said that she will cause the death or the downfall, and she did. Is Bev Morda Horvath's sister? Yes. No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we see a baby being born, and we hear Sorsha. Is it a girl? She bears the mark. I'm not doing so she just have the birth of all the babies? That seems, Apparently. That seems it's a like small a realm, okay? <laughs> the realm is the size of a round. <laughs> Sorcia must alert. Look, it's just, this happens to be the one child, and Sorcia happens to be there. It's what we refer to here in the podcast. Well, she's in the Amazing. castle dungeon, so she might just go check. <laughs> like, if you, if you had to be pregnant, you had to go spend some time in the dungeon. She bears the mark. The mother begs the midwife for help. They're going to kill her. She's like, yeah, I know. They told us. Babmorda arrives just in time to kill the child, but oh no, the mother's holding what appears to be the baby, but it's just a blanket. It's the disappearing pig trick. Trixie. <laughs> uh, Babmorda goes to grab and finds she's been bamboozled and orders the death of the muller. The mother. Both the of muller? Them. The muller and the mother both gotta go. Damn. She says, get me that midwife and bring them back alive. Because she has to perform the ritual on the yes. baby. Yeah. She wants the baby alive. That is important. But you can just <laughs> kill the mom. Which you would think you could just kill the baby and that would be the end of it. Find the pointy well, ends of the sword, put them Although, in. not everybody wants to just willy-nilly murder, murder a baby. She's not Dracula. Well, <laughs> I mean. But then what do they do? They send out the dogs. And those dogs are not going to bring that baby back alive. Those are, <laughs> those are magical dogs. They you know, look like wild boars. Those are creepy ass dogs. You know, they, they're Rottweilers with rubber masks <laughs> and tails. What's tail? What's up with their tails? <laughs> Those are fake. Creepy. We've so, seen Rottweiler tail, tails. Our dog Chael has one. That's like, right. I love it's dogs, but it's I was like, tail. kill those scary-ass, creepy dogs. <laughs> I feel bad for the poor dogs who were just sitting there one day and they put this big rubber mask on and they were like, now run. They're like, why? I can't see. Nah, dogs love to run. <laughs> if they know where they're going, I, the poor dogs probably they're running They're running the for the bacon. So get the bacon, get the bacon, get the bacon. We hit the bacon in the crib. All right, all right don't attract the dogs. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's going to be a giant Rottweiler head coming through the dog. Did you say bacon? <laughs> all right. He said his name like six times. Like, he must be asleep. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we see the credits roll, and we see the midwife is caring for Laura Dannon. And we hear some Willow music, because it's Willow. The flute. The flute, thank you. Flute. It's a, definitely a wood instrument. I don't know if it's a flute. It's a flute. It's a flute. Call the lawns. <laughs> we hear the sound of the hellhounds as they are hot on the trail of the midwife. She Some runs. Time has passed too because we see like a baby like a and then we see like a nine month old yeah, baby with yeah. curly it's been red a long hair. Time. You know, that was so, a wig because the baby did not have hair. That was a wig? Yeah, says it's the trivia. They had to show us that time had passed though, so the baby yes. definitely got older. <laughs> yeah, and this, and grew this midwife away. made quite a bit of. She was gone for a while. 
Yeah, I was impressed because she was feeding them and she was keeping them safe and so what you're saying is it in was, the wilderness. Like, I'm not doing that. So the baby comes back to bring down the evil Babmorda. Got it. Anyways. <laughs> I was impressed by this midwife's ability to stay alive in the wilderness for months. You well, know, when you're an oldie time peasant, then you know how to live off the land. Right, so. this isn't modern times. <laughs> what you didn't see was um, ye old 7-Elevens, where she kept getting taquitos <laughs> and Slurpees. She, run, <laughs> she runs to the river as the hellhounds are hot on her trail, places Alora in what could be only described as one of Tony's baby boats. Tony was like, there's baby boats! He said, ooh, paper tertiary object? Yeah, these aren't sturdy baby boats like the one Tony made. No. These are early. This is a very early, radius. I'm telling you, this is a basket of reeds, Moses-style baby boat. It is, actually. I was like, I can't. I like you talk about Moses. Yes, there's a Moses company. No, because I think that the inspiration for this was not Lord of the Rings, but was the biblical story of Moses. (laughs) (laughs) And Siskel and Eber. But we'll get to that. Yeah. All right, so the baby boat goes off, and the midwife is killed by the hellhounds, who must have been covered in bacon. The baby floats downriver until it is found by the children of Willow, whose names I don't remember and don't care to look them up. But his daughter is creepy. (laughs) <laughs> I thought his daughter was creepy That's She was really cute she I thought she was creepy. cute too <laughs> She's adorable What about her is creepy? I don't know, she just creeped me out She's, a, she's adorable <laughs> That's terrible Anyway, it was her mouth I don't know, it was just creepy Alright, well stop talking about it Alright, fine <laughs> She was just an adorable little girl I just told Carla, stop talking about it You want shut the fuck up <laughs> All right, so his son, Willow's trying to plow the fields. Literally, this isn't a euphemism. No, no. Uh, he's plowing the fields, and his son's like, Daniel, Daniel, you got to come look. And he's like, I don't got time. I got to plant these seeds. And all of a sudden, he comes down the room and he goes, that's a daikini, baby. What's a daikini? No, he's like, don't touch it. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to push it down. So what, what do you do like any good person would do? You're like, that's a baby of another species. Poke it with the stick. Well, I don't think it's another species. It's another race, I guess. I guess. Yeah. We'll say it's another race. So he's like, we so don't touch this baby. Racist. We get rid of this baby. It cannot be here. He has a good reason for not wanting to take the baby. Yeah. Well, he wants to get a stick and kick it down the river. But he doesn't. Because just then... Burgle Cut. Burgle Cut shows up. And he wants to know where Willow got his seeds. He says, maybe I used magic. And he's like, ha, magic, you. My family has been gathering them in the forest. Burglecut is the seed man. Yeah, he's like, it's not illegal for us to go find our own seeds, dude. Calm the fuck down. Well, (laughs) we find out that Burglecut is trying to buy Willow's farm. Mm -hmm. And he'll be working in the mines. This seems like it's prime farmland, perhaps. But this dude's a jerk. Yeah. Well, we want to set him up as the bad guy, so when the baby pukes on him later... Spoilers. No one worked. That was real baby puke, by the way. I was hoping it really? turned to stone. (laughs) It was an accident, and it was so funny they left it in the movie. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Burgle Cut leaves, and we go back down by the river, and we see his entire family is playing with the baby. And his wife, Kara, has picked the baby up. And this Kaya. Is her, too. <laughs> and he's like, no, crap, And he's like, crap, no, crap. no, nobody 
in this family is permitted to fall in love with that baby. And at that point, they're not listening to Willow anymore. His wife's like, look, I got this. Look, we got a new baby. <laughs> Which, honestly, if you found a baby in the middle of the river, you would pick up the baby and you would bring the baby home. You wouldn't just leave a baby. Right. Anybody would... Except for baby. Well, <laughs> I'm in the middle of saying anybody would do it. I look over at Tony and he's like... Argh. Even Tony would Tony's pick like, up the baby. call the police. You're not gonna leave the baby in the baby boat and call the police and just stand there and watch it. You're gonna no, pick you're gonna it push up. It with a stick. Oh wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> the same with like a baby, like a kitten or a puppy. You're gonna pick it up. But Tony would definitely do if that. If it was an adult, a baby push human it down though, <laughs> Tony's like he would pick it up. He yeah. would call the police, but he would pick it up. Well, they don't because have because you can't actually just take a random baby. Oh, no, you can't. That's kidnapping. No, I would call the police, and they'd be like, "What's going on?" It's like there's a baby in a, it's in this weird raft boat in the uh-huh. river. But he didn't he didn't pick it up. <laughs> no, it's still there in the river. <laughs> Go pick the bub baby up, you fucking monster. Well, in the fucking river. We don't need to listen to the nine one one operator. That was like, did you open the door when that man pounded on our door at one in the morning? Oh, did God. you let him in? No. <laughs> like yeah, he's bleeding. Tony was like that nine one one operator made me feel like I was a piece of shit. You let him open the door. What's that? All right. So anyway, somebody comes to our door, pounding out in the middle of the night. They're gonna get a face full of rosemary. <laughs> no, we got a face full of chale. <laughs> I think Killy's woke up the whole neighborhood that night. <laughs> That's why we have the big dog. He did his job. <laughs> anyway, so we're, let's can we go back to Willow's front door? Nah. Sure. All right, we'll go. So now we're a half hour in and we're still at Willow's front fucking door. <laughs> so we're in the front door and Willow's like, come on, we can't do leave the baby here. There's going to be a bad omen and everybody's going to find out it was No, me. she says we should tell the village council and he says we can't tell anybody because something, they're going to say it's a bad omen drought, and they're going to blame uh, me. That Willow up good, he found that baby. Let's get him. So we learned that he's kind of like trying to find his place in it's this. It's a big day for him. Society. So what's going on? And today? everybody mm-hmm. thinks he's kind of a loser and a joke. <laughs> and he's like, I don't need more issues. Well, what's so special about this day? This is the day that the sorcerer is going to pick an apprentice. The, high, the, the high sorcerer's open. apprentice. <laughs> the high, he was wearing the wrong shoes. <laughs> if he'd been wearing old man shoes, he'd have got picked. I'm Instead of a snazzy pair of boots. He just knows he's going to be picked this year. Well, so we head off to the festival. And Willow's doing some, you know, some tricks. Yeah. Putting rings together. Some sleight of hand. Doing the old, putting the arm with the flaming thing again. Then the disappearing pig trick. Which <laughs> works really well until the pig comes from out on the table. Pigs are loud and squirrely. So I don't I don't know if that was the best choice yeah, of an animal. <laughs> and then there's a reason they pick rabbits. <laughs> and pigeons. <laughs> and Burgle Cut is standing there and he laughs Maybe at there him. aren't rabbits on this world. Maybe. Maybe I gotta we fly through some it. of this stuff here. All right, so. <laughs> no, you don't. So they all laugh at him because the pig runs out. It's his grand finale. Because right. even, even Burgle Cut is like, oh, that's kind of cool when he does the arm, the stick through the arm and, and he does the other thing. He's like, oh, that's pretty neat. And then when the pig goes, he goes, all right, fuck this dude. You know, he's back to being a prick again. And then the big sorcerer comes. The high elven. And he does the thing, pick the finger. Yes, he says, because there's three hopefuls, and he has his hand up. Which finger is the magic in? And the first one picks, like, the, the pointer finger. And he's like, you have chosen poorly. Puts <laughs> that finger down. He goes to the next one. Which finger? And he points to the middle finger. 
So he puts the other fingers down, leaves that one up, and goes, that's what I think about you. Oh. No. And then he gets to Willow. <laughs> Willow looks at him. He's like, oh, I don't know. He looks down at his hand. And he's got long fingers for an Elwin. Because when you look at them compared to the high L ones, he's got little stubby fingers, and I've always noticed that. And I don't know why. <laughs> and he looks at his finger, then he looks, and he picks, like, the, the ring, ring finger. finger. And the and high the Elwin goes, makes a fist and goes, fuck his all. No. He says, <laughs> no apprentice this year. No apprentice this year. Aww. Willow is, is visibly pissed off, which he would be, because he, I think he had the right answer. He was, he was on the right way. He doubted himself. Yep. All right. Then there's a noise. What's that? It's the hellhounds. Demon dogs. Aren't they called hellhounds? I don't know what they're called. We're going to say the Rottweilers rubber masks. The dogs come in to the town. They come in. And it's scary. <laughs> Willow's looking for his kids. He finds his son and he tells Migosh to take his son and run away as he goes to find his little baby girl. And he finds her and he's like, okay, and they hide and the hellhounds come in. And, but don't worry, we have fun card. I think they tear someone apart. Well, they, they go, tear, they yeah, tear apart for, a baby uh, carriage. Car- uh, like yeah. a crib. Because they're looking for a baby. Okay. And I we know, know this we because. And I'm telling you, if they find there. the baby, they're not bringing it back alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the best way to find the baby. Well, these are specially trained hellhounds that would put the baby gently in their mouths and carry it back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we never get that far because. They're heckhounds. Look, yeah. they look like they're going to tear the baby apart, but really they'll just lick them to death because there's Rottweilers under those masks, <laughs> and that's what a Rottweiler would do. Probably. <laughs> All right, so. And then after Vonkart kills the beast. He says, he was looking for somebody's baby. And just then, Willow goes, shit. I mean, he doesn't say it, but I know you can see it in his mind. No, he yells Kaya and runs home because he knows that she has a baby. And it's the baby they're looking for. I mean, Well, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know that for sure, but it's logic. You know, it makes sense. (laughs) And he kicks the door and he says, Cora, Cable, Kaya, all of you. Is everybody all right? Kirsten. And nobody answers. Kirsten, Kristen. (laughs) It's Christine (laughs) F. So Christina comes out, all right, and she's fine. He starts kind of freaking out, and then she comes out, and she's like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, we he's can't like, keep We baby. can't keep this baby. And then she's like, okay. No explanation. He says, we can't. Earlier, he was like, no, no, no. Now she's like, eh, fuck off. But now he's like, we can't. <laughs> well, she's changed a few diapers since then. She's like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> this isn't our baby, and it's not right. All right, so we're at the city council. Burgo Cut is leading uh, a very angry debate here about... We must find the person responsible and throw him in the pit. And they're like, yeah, the pit. Willow's the pit, standing there the and he's pit, like, the pit, the pit, the pit. And he's standing there with the baby. <laughs> he turns he's like, around and tries to sneak out. Ya. And then the high L one's like, Willow off good. And he's like, shit. This time he actually says it. He says, shit. But in dwarfage or whatever language it is. Well, they're Elwins. Elwin. In Elwin. There you go. Elwin Hubbard. <laughs> Nothing? No, you Oh, come on. You got Tony. I got Tony. Isn't that good enough? I got. I want everybody. All right, so the Howard notices the child and says, this child is special. Just but Well, he's magical. He knows these things. You're missing John's uh, hand motions. He keeps doing the wizard, <laughs> the wizard hand motions. He keeps doing all the hand motions. He's always making fun of me for doing. Oh. But when he does it, oh, we're just supposed to accept it. You know why I do them? You're contagious. Aw. Isn't that sweet? No, that's mean. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to be nice to me. You're, You're gonna have to buy me more presents. I haven't bought a one. <laughs> I'm going shopping. Don't worry about it. I bought you a steamer. That was 
not a necessary gift and not what I asked for. <laughs> uh, well, we have we had a steamer, folks. I told and you, you a trip it. to Sephora, sir. <laughs> I told you when I had to use our steamer broke, so I actually had to iron the other day, and I sent him a text message that says. I have to fucking iron today. Sad face. And he goes, I'll buy a steamer. I'm like, it's fine. I can fucking iron. Well, your birthday's coming. and you know, I'm I would rather steamer. have presents than a steamer. <laughs> anyway, so it's decided the baby needs to go back to the Daikini world. And Burgo Cut is like, I nominate Willow Wolfgood as the person who brought it in. Which isn't really true. It floated mm. there. He didn't well, want it there either. The high Elwin says, let's consult the bones. <laughs> and he shakes the bones. The bones tell me nothing. He whispers to Willow that the bones tell him nothing. Now, my question is, every time I watch this, is he saying that the bones told him nothing? Or is he letting Willow in going, look, the bones don't tell me anything. He's this letting Willow letting know that the bones, the bones are bullshit. This is just so? something I do. Yeah. Okay. I think the sorcerer wants Willow to be his apprentice. Right, right. And he was kind of letting him in. But he goes, okay, look, the bones don't tell me shit, but okay. I do need to know. That's what I was Do you care about this kid? <laughs> and he says, yes. yes. And then he says, the bones, the bones have say. <laughs> no, he says, the bones have spoken. Yeah. Anyway, so they have what I'm referring to as the fellowship of the baby. <laughs> and um, so who's going to go? Migosh volunteers. He's Willow's best bud, so it seems. Sam. I mean, Migosh. Yeah. Sam Wise, Migosh. <laughs> Oshkosh. <laughs> it would be much cooler if he was Sam. And then anyway. Volkar steps forward because he's a great warrior. Vunkard. Vunkar. But then Jerkface is like, no, no, we Vunkar need somebody good like, in the village. <laughs> and then the High Elwin seizes a chance here, consults the bones again, and says, what this journey needs is a great leader. It says you, Burglecut, should go. Vunkar! <laughs> he's like, okay, so I don't care about the village anymore. I need to be safe. All right. This is a jerk face. And On then the, there's a couple other... Um, yeah, just some randos. Randos, including in red, the... They're just guys in red shirts. Including the gentleman that is the elf in Bad Santa. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. One of I the... I have not seen it. The um, African-American little people uh, is it's in the movie Bad Santa with... Yeah, he's been in quite Bob a bit, Thor. but he was in... But that's what I think of whenever I see him. In John Ritter. Said he ain't gonna shit right for a week. <laughs> it's a terrible movie. Yeah. Anyway. It's real, real bad. Yes. And not in a funny kind of a bad way, just in. On the way terrible. out of the village. Terrible. Don't the hot one asks Willow. <laughs> <laughs> you should keep that up for the whole rest of the time. <laughs> no, we don't want to lose our listeners. <laughs> wow. All right, so uh, they have a thing and they talk to him about So, what was your initial thought? When I asked you what finger goes, it was stupid. He goes, try me. And he goes, well, I'll look at my own finger. He goes, that was the right question, the right answer. Both of those things. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't doubt yourself. Don't doubt yourself. This impresses the high uh, Elwin, who gives him some magic acorns. He goes, acorns? He says, they're magic. Anything you throw them to will turn to stone. We get two of them? Or three. Three. No, three. three. He got three, but only used two. The third one got used. He dropped it. Right. No, that was when they got used. Um, the third one got used in a scene that got cut. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, Lo says goodbye to his family. And we see that Kaya has cut her hair. It's so nice. To give him a keepsake. Mm-hmm. My wife never does that when I go out of town. Don't. <laughs> That's not true. I did do that. Hmm? That's not true. I did do that. You did do that. Aw. 
I'm not giving Tony my hair, and he doesn't. Not like it. all of my hair, but I braided like a little piece in the back and gave it to him. So, your wife did do that. My wife did do that. Anyway, so now he shows some magic, and he go he goes, Wakathrak, blah 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 blah, and throws it in the air, and there's a bird, and he goes, follow the bird, and Funkart's like, it's going back to the village, <laughs> and Hal was like, uh, forget, forget the, the bird. bird, follow the river. <laughs> so you see where it's. Like, he does magic, because he was able to turn a rock into a bird. Yeah. But he also didn't didn't do what it's supposed to do. So. Look, he can do magic, but he knows the divination is bullshit. <laughs> hmm. And he just happened So when Willow gets back and actually do magic, he's probably pretty impressed. Like, Can I be your apprentice? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Willow is carrying a Laura Dannon and a whole lot of other stuff. Meanwhile, Von We Carter don't know her just, name is a Laura Dannon. It's just a baby. Mm-hmm. We know the name The name of the baby is Alora, so I'm going to keep calling her Alora. Carly doesn't. I didn't at this point. When we I don't know watching. until we meet Christina. <clears throat> I do now. <laughs> anyway. The baby throws up on Burgle Cut uh, after the baby's sick. And let Willow's me see. like, we need to stop. The baby isn't feeling well. See, I'm trying to cut things out. Like <laughs> <laughs> and Burgle like, let me see the baby. I think the baby's fine. And the baby and throws, throws up in right his face. face. <laughs> and what had happened is Will, uh, Warwick Davis walks a little bit with a limp because his, the way his body is. And it was giving the baby motion sickness. Ah. So when he picked up the baby, so when they picked up the baby, the baby threw up. And it was so funny, they left it in the movie. <laughs> what was it supposed to be then? It was. I don't think they, they were going to do had that. They like mixed together some, and maybe there was going to be a line or something. I don't know, but but it wasn't as good as baby puke. But no, it was. This was a funny thing. Like there's a lot of things that. And on top maybe of maybe she puked on him a little bit, and then they thought it was so funny they did it with projectile with a pro- yeah with a prop instead to make thinking, it funnier. He also when the baby puked, I was like, but babies puke like seven times a day, don't they? <laughs> I don't know the baby's baby's not really sick. Babies puke a lot. Mm. I don't have not that much. <laughs> well, we cut the queen back berating her daughter for not finding the baby. General Kale arrives and reports that they have destroyed the kingdom of Galadorn, which is where Memorigan's from. Uh, she tasks Kale to assist Sorsha in finding the baby. I don't need his help. To do as I say. Uh, one of Bamorda's druids warns her that one day your daughter will betray you and Bat Morta says, I trust her loyalty more than I trust yours. Ooh. That's called foreshadowing for you yeah. uh, rider types. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we see Even that. I saw that one. <laughs> Ray Charles saw that coming. Yeah, it wasn't failed <laughs> at all. Uh, we see Bat Morta's men. Uh, they have searched uh, the Nelwyn village, and there are no signs of the baby. But a group of them have left the village. And luckily, they don't show any of the, the these big giant Dakini men showing up and going, where's the baby? But they all have a little left. So the fellowship of the baby keeps walking along, and they've hit the crossroads. <laughs> they've made it, and it's only about five minutes. That's much faster than that other fellowship that they had. A lot of walking. And that was Christopher walking. Whoa. Also, we've got a... Um, I'm just saying that reminds me that we had a comment on one of ours. How you do a movie with Christopher walking? Not one walking impression. <laughs> so, Jules. Tony. What? I got a fever. (laughs) (laughs) You know what cure? (laughs) Tony's laughing too much. (laughs) All right, give me a give me a walking impression, Elaine. (laughs) (laughs) She's dancing like a fat boy slim video. There you go. All right, there we go. Good one, Carly. You got one. I got one. I'm not doing it. What are you talking? My guy is all wrong. Stop stabbing the face with a soldering iron. I'm not doing it. 
shit. Tony did one already. Yeah, it was terrible. Let's do another one. Mm-hmm. Well, well if, it, if the mood strikes me as we go, I'll do one. Okay, there we go. <laughs> we got a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, we do have a ways to go. We're 42 minutes in. We just in. got out of the Shire. <laughs> we're still 42 minutes in. Now, so we're at the crossroads, and Willow backs up and is grabbed by Matt Morgan, who demands... He backs up into a crow's cage. Oh, this is why it's taking so long. Up. And Matt Morgan demands water. Give him water Give him now. water, Peck. And Burgo cuts it. There's a dike. You give him the baby. Yeah. And Morgan says, uh, you know, uh, Willow says, I'm not giving it to him. And Burgo cuts says, he said to find somebody to give him the baby. Morgan, Morgan says, I'm somebody. I'll take care of the baby. Everyone leaves, and they're, they're like, yeah, there's a person. Give it to him. And Willow says, no. And they're like, all right, well, you know what? Burgo cuts says, since you're not going to leave, you know, you're... Farm's not getting planted and yada, yada, yada. We found a daikini. We found a daikini crossroads. We're out of here. Peace, love, and hair grease. Later. Yeah. I'm the leader. I say we give it to this guy. You don't have to listen to me, but I'm going home. Mm-hmm. So everybody leaves except for Migosh and Willow. Um, so uh, Mad Morgan is there, and he is just begging for water. Please, can I have some water? Then he calls me Peck, and he he's says, not, "Don't call me a Peck." He's not says, like I'm sorry, super Peck. nice, though. He's he's kind no. of an asshole. He's like, "Please," uh, he's like, "No, I demand that you do this thing for me, you Peck." <laughs> and he keeps calling him Peck, and he's like, "Stop calling call me a Peck." He's like, "I'm sorry, Peck, 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 Peck." He's doing whatever he can to get out of this damn cage. Well, That's if not he working. were no, nice to them, nicer. they might have let him out of the cage. Mm-hmm. But he was a jerk face to them. Instead of calling them a racial Look, slur. first of all, he's the greatest swordsman that ever lived. Is okay. he? But kindness will get you a long way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see. It wouldn't have taken much. Willow's kind of a sap. He would have let him out if the dude was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So, um, Willow says, don't call me that. You see this egg corn? I'll throw it at you. Turn you to stone. And he goes, oh no, there's a peck here with an egg coat and he's pointing it at me. Yeah, I'm not giving you water either, you jerk face. <laughs> Actually, I would, but. <laughs> so the next morning. Because I'm more of a sap than Willow. <laughs> Willow was woken by a speeding horse. Mad Morgan's cleaning his teeth because, you know, dental hygiene's important if you're in a crow's cage because what else are you going to do? Hmm? <laughs> um, Willow tries to get another rider to stop, but he doesn't. He wonders, what's going on? Matt Morgan says, it smells like a battle. And he sounded very um, Iceman from Top Gun in this. <laughs> at that very moment, I'm like, that's just what I get. So. Will keeps trying to get them to stop, and they're like, get out of the way, you peck. This is where um, Willow says, I suppose you're a great warrior. And he, I guess Tony's favorite line, he goes, I'm the greatest swordsman that's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then finally he goes, look. Please just have some water. And then he cries, and he's like, "All right." So then he goes <laughs> to get. But he's he crying, d- and he's looking through his hand to make sure they're. <laughs> right. That's because they're not real tears, because he doesn't have water to spare. He's very dehydrated yeah. at this point. <laughs> and he's not actually crying. <laughs> so then Willow's walking to Mad Morgan with some water, and just uh, as he's about to get the water, Willow is not paying attention and drops the water. Oh. And Mad Morgan's hands get wet, and he's like, "Ooh, ooh!" And he starts licking his fingers because he's that thirsty. Mm-hmm. But a whole army comes up. Mm-hmm. And Willow's like, hey, we found this baby. And they're like, fuck off, Peck. <laughs> All right. But one dude does stop. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he knows Mad Morgan. Name's Eric. Mm-hmm. And but what's funny is we see that... Mm-hmm. All these people are here and they're just... They're all dressed in battle and everything. And Willow's wondering, what is this? He's like, I don't know, about a hundred horses, ten wagons, and a thousand fools. 
Eric stops. And he says, please, sir, would you please take care for this baby that we found in our village? And he's like, hey, I see a bunch of people going to battle. Let me give this baby to them. That's bad adulting. He's like, look, find a woman for the baby. And I oh, thought you are, Warburton Eric. And he's a mad Morgan. Like, they're old pals. I always knew you'd end up in a crow's cage. And he's like, what are you doing here? And he says, how had you end up in there? Nothing that you wouldn't have done in my position. <laughs> oh, I bet. And they never really say what he did. But anyway. That's because they cut out his backstory. They did. And they really shouldn't have because he was, um... Anyway. He's up with the wrong woman. So he tells Eric to free surprising. him. <laughs> you know, free me. Give me a sword. I'll win this war for you. And he goes, I serve Galadorn. You serve no one. Mm-hmm. Sit in your crow's cage and rot. Ooh. This pisses off Mad Marley. He used to serve Gal- Galadorn, but he deserted. That's also in his backstory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, they leave and Mad Marley says, I'm going to be alive long after you're dead. And he's yelling at him. And that's also unfortunately true. <laughs> it is unfortunately true. But he's got a really cool sword. It's also like a, an iron fist. <laughs> All right. So later, Mad Marley makes another attempt to be freed and take care of Alora. And he's like, look, you can't just leave me in here when all I want to do is care for her. This is his time-life moment. <laughs> I know lots of women. <laughs> like, you don't know how to do like, but I know a lot of women who do. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's business time. I always liked your willow. <laughs> all right, so they free him, and he dances. Like... I would probably dance too. Like I, I thought was I was like, dying there. He wasn't really that thirsty because he was dying of thirst. Well, I can't believe he could move. He would not be dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd be also in there very long. You no. put me in a cage for a couple of days. Yeah, it's going to take me ten. I get minutes the idea he wasn't in there very long. Because <laughs> only after, only uh, you know a couple of days, you're dead from dehydration. So he could have been in there more than a day. So they probably locked him in there, and then you know Burgle Cut and Company came came along. They just missed it. By just missed him. By like three hours. Mm-hmm. All right. So we dance a little and he grabs Alora and spins her, who looks scared. And he goes, ooh, she likes me. Um, Willow agrees and leaves everything with Mad Morgan. These are changing rags. There's no milk bladder. Is there any milk in there? It's for her. <laughs> I wouldn't steal milk from my baby. baby. Yes, he would. Did he? You don't know. Probably. So me, Gosh, and Willow are headed home. And they talk about how they deserve medals for walking to the to the crossroads <laughs> and leaving. Well, they left the town. <laughs> so they're heading back Which to the Which in the Lord of the Rings is a big deal for and a they return- we don't know really for these guys. <laughs> and they returned by themselves. Like, all the warriors left with Burgle Cut. So, like, they braved the woods by themselves. Mm-hmm. All right, just then we see Alora has been stolen by what I have written down as the Brunies. They're brownies, and she flies by. An owl has stolen her. So, and we hear, I stole the baby! Ha ha ha! Laugh, you stupid bird. Laugh! And he says, hey, that's my baby. <laughs> but now he's taking ownership of the baby. Where a minute ago, he left and said, goodbye, little one. Because he didn't know her name. Originally, the line was, goodbye, Laura. And they had to go back and change it when they went, fuck, he doesn't know the baby's name yet. Reshoot. <laughs> So you keep saying stuff like how long this is taking, but that was completely inconsequential. And <laughs> it was what's called a fun fact. Okay? Anyway. They Unlike your story about your son playing basketball video games, which was completely on topic. They run after the bird mm-hmm. with and the they baby. Get, and they get and the brownies. And they get little arrows poked at them. And they're like, oh, brownies. I hate brownies. 
I do too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I like the I food. I love brownies. Brownies. <laughs> but if I came across these little shits, <laughs> I would love it. No, really? you wouldn't. They're they so were shooting cute. me with little toothpicks. <laughs> anyway, hey, they would be shooting me with little toothpicks. Because you would be. Because my house would be infested with brownies. Because <laughs> they're cool. Okay, moving on. <laughs> they get do you captured remember, by the brownies. Do you remember the littles? Yeah. Oh, man. Really? Is that on topic? Yes. <laughs> Next, we see Migosh Willower tied up, being dragged to Solyndria. Mm-hmm. We learn that the baby's name is Laura Dannon, like the yogurt. And she wants Willow to be her guardian. Me? You don't want me. I'm short, even for a Nelwyn. Mm-hmm. Of course, she likes you. The creepiest way to say she likes you ever. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, she's the only one who could bring the end to the evil Babmorda. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way this lady says it. The way John says it. <laughs> Willow was told um, to go and find Finn Rizel and take her to um, Tira's Lean, where she can all gather the troops. Where she can live to become a great yes. empress. In Tira's Lean, she'll be safe and they'll raise her and mm. she'll be able to... You know, eventually yeah. fight Bethmore. All stuff that we think is going to be important, but is not. Yeah. <laughs> I can see Carly listening like, yes, yes, okay, ooh, there's a place to leave. I'm going to go there. There's going to be an army. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> so the next morning, Willow wakes up and tells Migosh, it's time to go home. And he's like, Migosh is like, home outstanding. He goes, tell my family I love them. You're not coming? No. I've got some ass whooping to do. I have to take this baby to find mm-hmm. Finn Rizel. And Nigosh is not Samwise Ganji because he just pieces he's, out. He's like, he's like, no, you should come back. I'll go with you. No. Okay. <laughs> Don't tell me twice. I kept waiting for him to show up, though, again, and he does not. No, I would like to see the, you know, the 30-minute short of Migosh going back to the village by himself. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, because all the warriors show up, and then Migosh shows up, he's like, no! And you're like, where's Willow? About that. <laughs> he's still out there. I pieced out. All right, so Willow has the two brownies, and they make their way to find Finn Rizal. It's raining now, and Willow's trying to uh, make her way to the island where Finn Rizal has been banished by the evil queen. What's her name? Bavmorda. Bavmorda! It's just fun to say. <laughs> I, I feel like he's doing, um, he's saying it the way that Rule says it. Exactly. I'm glad you finally caught that, because that's where I got that from. Rule is my favorite of the brownies. He's the mm. Kevin Pollock one who wears the mouse's head. That's what I said. Which way we go? That way. You are drunk. They keep <laughs> arguing drunk. over which way to go. Mm-hmm. And which one is in charge. So Willow, deceive, Willow decides they need to take Laura inside of what appears to be a shady place. Well, they need. she needs food. She needs food and, and changing. They're like, we're not going in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, we are. It's like, I am in charge. Like, I don't give a shit. Uh, so we go there, and the first woman he sees, he says, excuse me, excuse me, ma'am, can you spare some milk for this poor hungry baby? And she says, get out of here, peck, and throws lettuce at him. <laughs> I was like, Capt- keep the lettuce, dude. Like, they're all throwing lettuce at him. Like, aren't you hungry? That's got water. It's got- <laughs> I would have ate the lettuce, too. I'm with Carly. Like, yeah, but you can't right. feed the baby lettuce. No, but he could eat the you lettuce. You could baby bird the shit out of that stuff. You chew it up. <laughs> you baby bird it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it wouldn't be effective in a pinch, but it's icky. <laughs> would, you, would you really do that in real life? If the baby was dying, yes. The baby burned that shit up. You chew Have it up. You, you never did that to our kids, did you? No, but you know who did that? Uh, Alicia Silverstone. 
Yeah, she did. She uh, did. Kind of gross. Yeah, there's videos. You can watch that shit. It's like, Bleh! I don't. Stop why? it. I don't. Why do I, I want to know that? Millionaire. Go buy baby. Why would I want to know that about my favorite bad girl? She's your favorite bad girl. This I mean, there's not a lot of options. But this still. is not a tangent we need. Okay, they they won't give him anything. They kick him out, or All they right. kick him, or you know. All right. So away. just then, so anyway, so rule sees a beautiful young lady, and he's like, uh, "What's the other one's name? I didn't write it down." Um, it's a uh, Frangine. That's it, Frangine. He goes, Frangine, <laughs> give me the dust of broken hearts. And he says, No, you cannot have it. And he goes, and he's reaching in for it because it's on a satchel on his yeah. neck here. And boom, Rule gets it in the face, and he sees a, a cat. And he goes, I And he love sees you. a very pretty girl, but this one is a cat. Yeah. Says, they have like this weird your whiskers. Powder. I have to kiss you. Just then, the cat meows at him, and he falls into a, a glass. And he goes, Hmm. Beer. beer and just jumps in with woohoo, which I guess you just drink your way out. It's like yes. a barrel. It's like a barrel, yeah, and he dies. He's like, he's, it's a barrel, and then he just like dives as if he was. Just How much dying. could he drink? So now he's <laughs> not drunk that much. I don't know, but there's a brownie in my beer. That's true. Mm. Anyway, if uh, someone right. poured you a tanker to that and you found a brownie swimming in it. <laughs> Just then we hear a ruckus. Better or worse than a dead rat. Willow goes into a room and who does he find? This shit's amazing. Mad Morgan. Mad Morgan's there. Dressed like what? A, a woman. woman. With huge... Um, Tracks of land. No. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> she's got huge... Melons. Big things in front of her. Yeah, he's got, he's got a big future. They might actually, actually be melons. I don't know what they, they might they're They might have been huge. We know they're fruit because he pulls one out and throws it at some point. It's fruit. <laughs> <laughs> they were apples, yeah. All right, so we learned but that would have been lumpy. <laughs> and Francine is like, "Don't I know you? You're that stupid daikini. I he stole goes, the baby Don't from I know you, daikini? That's the daikini. I know you. Um, that's the daikini. I stole the baby from you when you were taking a pee pee. Taking a pee pee. <laughs> All right. Just then we see that. Uh, and then the woman that he's with says, "You're infested with brownies." So I hate brownies. I hate brownies. All right. Um. So. He gets all womaned up just then. Lug comes in, which is the woman's husband. husband. And he's like, this is my cousin, Hilda. Because he's like, who are you in here with? And she's like, no man, there's no man. This is my cousin. And the first thing Hilda, uh, Lug decides to do is like, Hilda, want to breed? It's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, she says, and Mad Morgan responds with a, a very appropriate tempting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no. no. And he grabs her by the boob. Yeah. In front of his wife, how would you feel if your cousin came over and I started handling her hummus? Doesn't notice that it's fruit. <laughs> well, I, let me see. If I was this woman who I've been secretly cheating on with everybody behind your back, eh. I mean, yeah, go ahead and find it somewhere else. I don't want to do it with you. Yeah, no. You seem to not have any skills. I think yeah, I would rather have you, sex with you the can't incredible tell the Hulk. difference between a boob and an apple. Well, he does have a strong. <laughs> All right, anyway. Seems like he'd be a more tender lover. But uh, Mad Morgan's like, oh, damn, your husband is a big dude. (laughs) As Lug is molesting Mad Morgan, he grabs the baby and kicks Willow. And he says, (laughs) Peck uh, nursemaids. These peck nursemaids can't ever trust him. (laughs) And just then, Sorsha busts in the door. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, are you the mother of that child? Yes, yes, I can. Let me see it. You're so beautiful. And <laughs> yeah, he can't stop looking at Sorsha. He's like, you're so, I mean, and she's beautiful. And well, she's he has like, like a five o'clock shadow that he keeps covering with the. You're, you're big. The best part. 
is so she comes and she takes her helmet off. That's when he goes because she went to go grab the baby from him and he pushes her. And she takes off her helmet, puts her sword on, and goes. And he goes, "You're very beautiful." And she goes, "You're very strong." That's where she stabbed the extra. Thank you. <laughs> she and stabbed the extra in the sh- foot with her sword when she puts it on the ground. Jesus. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so at this point, she's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> she goes. She pulls the fucking no mask off and pulls off the thing. She says, and, "You're very strong for a woman." <laughs> and we hear, "Not a woman." And Lug moves and yeah, my Morgan moves just in time for Lug to punch one of Bad Morda's soldiers. And it's a fight because once you punch one of Bad Morda's soldiers, it's a fight. <laughs> it's mysteriously not raining. I mean, and it's daytime when they leave though, by the way. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> They must have been there a while. A long it's just time. like a bar fight, you know? You move out of the way, that dude punches that dude, and now the whole bar is fine. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. This seems like the shady kind of roadhouse and where this a fight is a tab all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So then we see uh, Mad, Mad Mardigan. He jumps down with the baby, puts the baby down, and he's taking off in a wagon. There's, but Willow's got to hightail it and jump to just to stay with him. They're jumping, like, off a second floor balcony. Right. They're not just, like, jumping yeah. from the floor into a wagon. Yeah, no. <laughs> Willow can't, re- like... He falls with style. Got it. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have big ups. <laughs> yeah, falls with he style. He does manage to get the brownies, though. Yes. So now we have a chase scene. Drunk Rule and uh, Frangit, finally, they got on there as well. And Drunk Rule's having a bad time because he's getting with the motion sickness. Yeah. Willem is showing signs that he's going to be a hero one day because he's fighting off giant daikini men with a shovel. <laughs> Mad Morgan's doing really well. And even the, uh, even the brownies get involved. They're chopping down uh, barrels. barrels and they're taking out the daikinis. Someone has a shuriken at some point and just barely misses them. Dogs and cats are living together in the scene. It's mass hysteric. There's, it's a, very, it's there's very, a throwing star. That's what a shuriken it's is. very Indiana Jones. And he goes, and a mace. Throw a, threw a throwing star. They don't fucking around. All right. Great. There's a chariot. But uh, Willow is gets to the front so he can drive, and he stops it. He's like, we cannot drive this fast with the baby. And Matt Martin's like, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're on the chase, you shithead. You're right. Something white. <laughs> no, we haven't done the movie yet. I All know. right, so Matt Morgan stops. So afterwards, they they get free. Matt Morgan says, "Now we stop, Peck," <laughs> and he sends the wagon off. So evil bad mortars men will chase the wagon, and they get down. They hide as the evil men come and they miss them. <laughs> Alora begins to cry as Matt Morgan runs uh, walks away. He tells Willow to go home. Willow appeals to his good nature. And Matt Morgan says, uh, well, don't expect me to help you. And tries to leave. And then we learn that they got to go towards the river. He's like, that's where I'm going. And he goes, oh. And Matt Morgan's like, oh, no. That's the way I was going. Matt Morgan is a bad actor. Yeah. (laughs) Val Kilmer is phenomenal. No, he's he's an actor playing a bad actor. That's fucking But he obviously is going to, he wants to leave him, but he doesn't want to leave him because Laura Dane is the cutest baby on the planet. She smiles her twinkly smile at you, and you instantly fall in love. So he's already in love with this baby. It's probably magic. It probably, well, she's special. She's special. (laughs) The chosen one. Chip Jarrett? No. Don't piss her off. (laughs) All right. All right, so we cut to Bad Mordor reading uh, Kale and smacks him for not get, finding one little child. 
Time is oh, running hard. out. How is Please. time running out? This child has to grow up for it. Fucking excites <laughs> you. Yeah, true. Jack's like, I gotta get this done by Tuesday. Well, you have 16 years. I don't know. You've got time. She needs to do some sort of ritual. Maybe the time period that the ritual can be done is closing. And if she doesn't do it now, maybe she can't do it again for like 16 years. And by that time, Alora Dannon would be a grown-up and fully able to kick her ass. I guess here's the thing. Maybe the time for the ritual is closing. (laughs) Like the baby has to be a certain age or whatever. But then after that, you just have to kill the baby. But then that doesn't mean the prophecy is ended, you know, because they want to banish the baby's soul, Into prophecy oblivion. style. <laughs> You're gonna tell a secret and go. Shh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Study that math, kids. Secret Stud- of the universe. That's the worst walking impression I've ever done. That's your walking impression? No, that was just me saying a line. <laughs> All right. So we cut to the campfire where Willow tells Matt Morgan that she's a princess. He says, and you're a great sorcerer, and I'm the king of Kashmir. <laughs> and I was like, Kashmir? Like, it's Seinfeld. Oh, I can't, I can't hear that word without doing that. That Seinfeld? It's one of those things. It's like the soup Nazi. You just, no soup for you. <laughs> All right. And Willow starts playing with the wand because stupid. And he flashes himself into a tree. And he's like, oh, Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan wakes up and goes, Willow. He looks up and goes, oh. Oh, you're in the tree. There you are. All right. Good night, Willow. See you in the morning. Willow's like, fuck, now I gotta sleep in the tree. Get me down from here. And we don't know how he ever gets down. Probably falls. Well, he didn't have a broken leg or nothing. But. All right. So the next day, wake up, and we're on our way to the lake. We see that Matt Morgan has, is feeding the baby blackroot, which is actually vanilla. Hmm. The brownies find the island, and Mad Morgan takes credit for it. Goes, oh, looks like I got you here. Goes, what did you do? All you do is sit around and eat our eggs. <laughs> How big would those eggs be? Because he sent the brownies to get them food. He says, like, Mumbo, Jumbo, maybe some eggs or something. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we don't listen, we don't obey you. And he's like, whoo, and they run <laughs> off. <laughs> well, he is a thousand times bigger than that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a thousand times. You don't think so? Considerably so. bigger. They uh, could both stand in his paint. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, he tells Laura to take care of Willow. Um, he says, if you really are a princess, do me, do me a favor, take care of him. So he cares for Willow. You can see that he cares for him. So then he's leaving. Well, he respects him, at least. Mm-hmm. They've been through a lot. So a- as they're leaving, he kicks dirt on the brownies. Yeah. Because he does not respect them. No. And, and Willow stops and says, Matt Morgan. He goes, what? He goes, thanks. Mm-hmm. And he waves. And then he's like, I found a boat. And I thought they were all going to go on the boat. Nope. No. But he has leaves the, them. I was like, what? He leaves, he, no, he, not only he leaves, he leaves the baby alone. To, with the brownies. With the brownies. Uh, the, only the brownies did to, to protect her. A fucking bird stole this thing earlier. Yeah. No, the brownies controlled the bird that stole the baby earlier. True. But what if so a random bird is just hungry? But I would take the baby and the brownies with me onto yeah. the island. It's a boat. I would not have left them. No, by. but well, we don't know what kind of traps so. that the evil Batmata has left on the island. Feels good, doesn't it? No. Because <laughs> this is about the scene where we hear that Finn Rizal was banished to the evil, to this island by the evil queen, Bavoda. <laughs> and we get to the island and we find Rizal, who's a bushtail possum. Native to? Australia. Yep. I, I didn't that know keeps that. Changing size. That keeps changing size. As the plot needs it. Yes. <laughs> so this is a special possum with plot armor. Yes. All right, so they go back to find the baby. He's like, Laura Dannon is here, isn't she beautiful? Ooh, which is really weird, but anyway. And we have um, 
The brownies you talk to each other says, I was expecting something more grand, something less uh, fuzzy. Yeah, fuzzy. Uh, horses approach, and we see that Mad Morgan is tied up and damn near butt booty naked. Because he had fashioned some pants out of the dress he was wearing. Yeah. Uh -huh. And those, for some reason, were torn off of him along with his shirt. Maybe he turned into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> it is a Marvel flick. Mad Morgan was the original Hulk. It's just because I was listening to her episode on the Incredible Before Hulk. Before today, <laughs> I did my Bruce makeup, that's all in my head. You're that far back? Shit. You know Honestly, I've fallen behind. Been. I haven't finished that it's, episode yet. It's two episodes back. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe if you weren't on so many sidetracks, we'd be able to get through them faster. <sighs> all right, so horses approach. We see Mad Morgan tied up, yada, yada, yada. Um, he says, sorry, Peck, and they kick him in the face. Sosha finds the mark on the baby and says, this is the one we're looking for. And they have a shared moment, as in, she kicks him in the face. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they make their way to the evil castle of the Batmordah. She She's says, like, she says, bring them all. And they even bring the possum. Which she would not know that that was Finn Rizal. No, <laughs> I they, thought it was so bizarre that they brought the like, possum. <laughs> well, Sosha says something to him. What did she say, like... Where's your dress or something like that? And he says, lose your skirt. He mm. says, I still, I still got, got what counts. counts. She says, not, not for long. long. Kicks him in the face. Kicks him in the face. Well, they don't get the brownies. No. No. They get everything else but the brownies. They grab the possum. They also grab the birds and the snakes. Which just why they grab case. the possum? Maybe they, so maybe they heard the possum talk and they know it's Finn Rizal. Maybe. <laughs> I well, doubt it, though. Here's what maybe I'm thinking. Maybe they were going to eat it. Huh? Maybe they were going to eat it. Wasn't Bad Morda banished to this island by, I mean, Finn Rizal by Bad Morda? Can't yes. they just, all right, but we'll toss we, that possum back. Actually, I we don't, don't think they know that the, the possum is Finn Rizal is yeah. quite old. Mm -hmm. Also, like, that seems like a before Sorcia's time kind yes. of thing. Could have been, could have been. <laughs> I don't so know. So the talking possum just, would have stood They need out. a reason for the possum yes. to be with them, before so just, Sorcia. yeah. Go but with if it. they knew it was Finn Rizal, they wouldn't have left it. They might have just killed it. Or maybe they're bringing, maybe they do know it's Finn Rizal who can't do magic while she's in her possum form, and they're bringing him back so that her mother can torture her some more. All right, we'll go with all of those. On the trail, we see that our heroes are being dragged behind, and they're nice enough to give Mad Morgan some clothes instead of that pink dress pant thing that he was wearing. So they ripped off the clothes and said, Here, wear these instead. Yeah. Well, thank God they gave us some close because they went from like the lowlands in summer to the fucking alps <laughs> they really true did. that now they're we're all of the a snow. sudden it's fucking snowing and poor willow cannot maintain this pace he's got short little legs and he's exhausted so, so he ends up on mad morgan's shoulders he's such a good guy <laughs> i was like what? so kale and sorcia meet up and they make camp willow is making some magic stuff and mad morgan says what is that it's magic it smells awful <laughs> It's a spark of life. He's like, if I only, if I only had a sword. He makes like this motion, like ha ha, like he's Zorro. That looks exactly how you imagine, listener. <laughs> <laughs> so they get Rizal out of the cage, and um, then Rizal bites Willow. He says, "What'd you do that for?" He says, "I need a spark of your in your blood. You spark the blood, or something like that." I need three drops of your blood in order to do the spell. This is the only time and that he, pops up, though. And he Every says, he never does does spell, we no. don't see the blood. And he never uses the same spell twice. <laughs> All right, just then the brownie shop says, Have no fear, we are here. <laughs> 
So Somehow Willow, they've maintained that's a hell of a pace. pace. Yeah, for Dude. such a little guy, maybe they, they, they had the bird. They had to have more birds. They called in the owls. <laughs> See, this is the main difference between this movie and Lord of the Rings. In Lord of the Rings, they never called the eagles. In this movie, the brownies are always calling the owls because they True. get left behind more than once. <laughs> and they don't explain Checks how they out. catch up, and they're really little. So yeah. the math on that works. Checks out. Yeah. All right. So, sorry, uh, Willow. Tries to create her, get her back to human form, and she says, and Bad Morgan's like, hey, if this works, we look like. And he goes, shut up! I'm a young, beautiful woman. Bad Morgan's like, hey, concentrate, Willow. <laughs> concentrate. Yeah, because he's like, this is a waste of time. And he's like, oh, you're, you're young. You're hot? Beautiful. All right. All right, let's do it. Okay. Um, so Selindria turns into a, a, a raven, and she says, farmers. Selindria sent me farmers. <laughs> Although I think a raven is a much better uh, <laughs> scout ahead. animal form than a possum, but I agree. The brown I do like, the but possum. of all of the animals she turns into, I think the the um, tiger would have been the most useful. Yeah, <laughs> but the brownies are like, we'll pick. Just the go lock. kill people. Yeah, no shit. So the drown- the brownies are there trying to pick the lock, and they get into a fight with Mad Morgan, who says, "Let me do it." Mm-hmm. And Frangie's like, "Get away from my lock." You big stupid Daikini hits him in the face with the <laughs> dust of broken hearts. Oh, all in the face. Um, so the brownies free them, and Mad Morgan looks a little drunk as Willow searches around for a lord. Now, earlier, when Rule got hit in the face with this dust, he fell in love with the first person that he saw, which was a cat. So when Mad Morgan gets hit with it, the first, the first person he saw girl. was Willow. Well, the first girl. Maybe it was a girl cat. Don't assume genders. I'm assuming it that that has something to do with it. And we all have learned that Rule secretly likes a little bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it rules. Maybe maybe it's the first person or thing that you might have a little like so he Affection. all he maybe, had a thing for maybe, cats? Maybe it has to be the gender you like. Maybe let's we'll stop digging here, okay? Let's just stop pulling <laughs> at that at that thread. Alright, so uh, he asks, Do you feel okay? He's like, Yeah, I feel good. Willis finds the baby in Sorsha's tent. Right. And Mad Morgan says, Alright, only one of us should go in there. I have experience in this kind of thing. You should let me do it. And he's like, That math checks out too, because you have really long legs. I have plus six go. to still. <laughs> and he does. He goes and gets so the Mad baby. So Mad Morgan goes in. To get the baby. But first, he sees Ooh. a sleeping Sorsha. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and he, like, he's doing these big, overdramatic things. Like, he's going for the baby, and then he puts his hands on his heart as he walks over to Sorsha. And he's getting so, so close to her. And she wakes up, and she puts a knife to his throat. She says, what are you doing here? He's like, something about how your beauty has brought me to you. You didn't write it down? I didn't write it. Did you write it down? No. It was a whole I, It was long great. That's why I thought you would write I thought you would write it down. No, I don't pause like you do. I never pause. Yeah, but this okay. is important. If I don't catch it, I don't get this it. This is important. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, it goes a lot like this. And now, it's a good thing you have action adventure. Because right. if you don't pause a drama romance, then you miss all the important shit. That's why I, that's why I have action adventure. So it goes a lot like I'm going to kill you. I love you. Stop saying that. Your touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. And she's like, like, look, I would die. It doesn't matter because love is more important. (laughs) And she's all like, like, I can stop. I'll kill you. This is bizarre. And And nobody's ever been affectionate to me before. So I'm a little creeped out, but I'm also... My options are you or Skeletor. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll take another look at this uh, Mad Mordigan guy. Like, I know it's not (laughs) smart, but I'm falling for this. (laughs) She feels a little tingle in her butt. 
Anyway. So Willow sneaks in and gets the Wake baby. Wake from this hateful sleep. It deprives me of your beauty. Beauty of your eyes. One move, jack jackass, and you really will be a woman. You are my sun, my moon, my starlit sky. Without you, dwell in darkness. I love you. What are you doing here? Your power has enchanted me. I stand helpless against it. Come to me now tonight. Let me worship you in my arms. Get away from me. I love you. Stop saying that. I can't stop the beating of my heart. It pounds like never before. Out of fear. Out of love. Out of love. I can stop it. I kill you. I kill you. That makes the lovers. That makes the lovers trivial thing. Your touch is worth a hundred thousand deaths. <laughs> so that good. was the one right there. Yeah. And she does put her. She does when she's pushing him. She puts her hand on his chest and stops. And they both kind of acknowledge that she's touching him. Right. And he's like, oh. And all of a sudden, Marvin Gaye pops on. <laughs> I get really no. So, Kale busts in and sees, hey, what's going on here? And she looks at him and goes, deceiver. Mm. Interesting word choice. You phony bastard would have been my first thing, but deceiver. I liked it. I she, she must really, have got a word of the day. She really spits day. it out, too. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. It's good she's, delivery. She's hurt. Mm-hmm. This really cut, it was deep cuts. Yeah. Deep cuts. She was like, nobody's nice to me like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, anyway. At this point, Matt Morgan looks like, hey, a sword. <laughs> so then he cuts like the tent and the, the tent's falling collapses. and he grabs Sorsha and kisses her. He's mm-hmm. like, deceive her, deceive this, <laughs> boom. <laughs> yeah, hey, she didn't say no. <laughs> she was into it. She was into it. And for some reason during this fight, Matt Morgan tells, uh, he comes outside and he's, he's fighting, he's doing great. And then we get another great line where Willow looks at him and goes, you are great. <laughs> and he spins the sword and goes to catch it and he catches it and falls down. <laughs> Slips on the snow. Well, it's slippery. He had no reason to fall down, but whatever. <laughs> it's funny. And so now he tells Willow, get on that shield over there. And there's just a sled sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it's not a shield. It's a sled. It is 100% a sled. Because <laughs> when it was rolling down, I was like, that's a very sled-like shield. I don't think that would be super effective. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, the fight scene, yada, yada, yada. Mad Morrigan jumps on the back of the sled, and they're going down. He gets rid of the sword, too. I, I wouldn't have done that. Well, but... he, he's trying to hold on to the baby and Willow. You, know, you don't want to accidentally be like, oh, shit, I just stabbed Laura in the face. Yeah, I just killed the chosen right, one. Movie over. Yeah, I'm not carrying a sword while sledding. That just seems like <laughs> just seems, I'm, I guess I've just never really sledded, so I'm like, why couldn't <laughs> you? You've, been, sword you've fun? been tubing, though. <laughs> you wouldn't want a sword on your tube. Yeah. What if you hit tubing a bump and went flying? Tubing leisurely. Hit a bump, went flying, and stabbed yourself with a foot. I tubed holding my phone in one hand and my... My niece's tube in the other and got a good video like <laughs> yeah well with, and when you're going down because that was also a slight tubing they're going down and god it's the k-12 okay and somehow steering very well this is very very dangerous you don't want to be holding on anything you don't need it's so bad in fact that mad morgan falls off the fucking back and all of a sudden he's just a tumbling and a tumbling and a tumbling and he turns into frosty the snow swordsman <laughs> All right. So anyway, Willow sleds right into somebody's house. Yeah, and yeah. we look and we see Mad Morgan is now a snowball. Yeah, and he's coming at and boom, he hits and Mad Mar and Willow gets snow in the face and Mad Morgan pops out. He's like, and he's this fine. this cured the <laughs> dust of broken hearts. So if you ever get that lovesick feeling, throw your ass down in a snowshoe. Sure, and you'll don't, be all right. Don't do that. <laughs> you'll you'll feel better. And Willow's like, what the hell was that? What? You were spouting poetry. I love you, Sorsha. I worship you, Sorsha. You nearly got us killed. And he goes, I love you, Sorsha. 
I don't love her. She kicked she me, in the, kicked me in the face. I hate her. I hate her. Right? Do I? <laughs> I think I hate her. Mm-hmm. All right. And in another amazing turn of events. So there, uh, that more does evil men know exactly what they are. And they go into a little hidey hole. And who's in the little hidey hole with them? Eric! Mm-hmm. He's like, I knew you always get to that crow's cage. And Mad Morgan's like, oh, hey, boom, yeah. you son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. Mad Morgan's, so now they're all being quiet. Mad Morgan looks up through the Thor, the Thor boards. The floorboards are the same thing. Yeah. And he sees who? Sorsha. And he's like, yep, definitely love her. <laughs> <laughs> or hate her. Still not sure. There's a thin e- line. Either way. Either way, he's like. He like definitely feels naked. for her. Yeah, he's got all the feels. He's <laughs> like, I could probably sleep with her and not get beat up by Lug. <laughs> <laughs> Lug, that was a scary guy. Anyway, so she finds the entrance, uh, Sorsha, that is, finds the entrance to the hidey hole. And he's, she's going down the steps all slow. And Matt Morgan's like, standing there, and he's, he realizes I have no weapons. He looks at Eric like, hey, give me something. And he hands him a knife, and he's like, it's a little ass fucking knife. Yeah. What the hell? But he grabs Sorsha, and he puts the knife to her throat. And they're going upstairs. They've now kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. And are using her as a hostage. Because you know, she's pretty high up in the to hierarchy. Escape. Like, if it was just some random dude, they'd be like, all right, move her and he's dead. And they would just shoot him. Boom! <laughs> they don't like, have guns. With arrows. <laughs> like, did that work out the way you planned? <laughs> oh, I hope they can hear your sound effect. <laughs> Anywho, they let Sorsha. him leave. So Sorsha's yeah. like next in line to the throne yeah. on the mountain. So they'll, and they're like, put your weapons down or she's dead. So they do. Like, for real, dude. They just go click, click. Like, they don't, even, <laughs> they don't even think about it. They don't hold out for a second. They just drop all their shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I wouldn't want to really go to, go to Bab Morta and say, <laughs> well, Sorsha's dead. What happened? Well, this guy took her hostage and said, if you don't throw down your weapon, I'm going to kill her. And I hesitated, and then he killed her. <laughs> and Larry waited three seconds. So they, <laughs> oh, you're so all they dead. killed her. And now and she's you're like, all dead because of Larry. She's like, pigs. You guys are all fucking pigs. <laughs> and then she has bacon for a year. And then she She's has like, bacon. <laughs> toilet paper. You're all toilet paper. <laughs> anyway. So now they all jump, and then they jump on horses, and they have. Willow's and then they amazing. Go to the Willow has a baby on his chest. Yeah. He grabs those like a fucking like, pull-up on top of a horse. I was like, what just happened there? <laughs> Number one. Number two, we didn't see any horses in his village. So they were like, the, the fact that he can just jump or find a way on and ride a horse away was, well, was impressive. Look, in his village, we saw a lot of pigs. Mm-hmm. So maybe he can ride a pig. <laughs> okay. If you ride a pig, you can ride a horse. And if you dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And so Will and Matt Morgan are out. And just then, Eric just decides to pop out with a bow and arrow and just starts popping off fucking back more than soldiers. Like, they were hiding, like, but now they're like, oh, well, since Willow's out, fuck it, let's just go to, and have a little battle. Let's do it. Well, the guys are after the baby. And the Bad Morta soldiers murdered all of Eric's friends. So he's pretty pissed off. And his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Destroyed a castle. Galadorn. Mm-hmm. All right, so after a while of riding, Sorsha and Mad Morgan are talking about the things that he said. <laughs> he says, get your hair out of my face or I'll chop it off. And, and she says, I well, thought you loved me. Since you're holding me too tight. Is, is it at that place before they leave with Sorsha where Eric and Mad Morgan have the conversation about how who Mad Morgan serves and he says yes. he serves the Nelwyn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Eric says... Because he's like, come with us. And he's like, I'm He says, you're nothing but a, but a thief. He says, I'm no thief, Eric. He goes, you're no thief, Eric. Are you? 
I skipped that for, for pacing purposes. I was just curious. It was, it was irrelevant. No, story. and Eric said that he's a traitor because in Mad Morgan's backstory, he deserted from yeah. the Galadorn. And we know and he doesn't serve the Galador. And so he was a deserter, So, but he says, I serve the... I serve the no one. one. And he stopped calling him Peck. Well, they're on a noble quest. Yeah, well... To the Arcana Cabana. S- <laughs> but there's definitely been a shift, because now Mad Morgan's all in. Yeah, he's <laughs> definitely become Han Solo. All right, so anyway, he's definitely Han Solo. So now they're riding, and she's like, you said you love me. Well, it went away. <laughs> It went away. <laughs> I dwell in darkness without you, and it went away. She's upset. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. As you would. And she hits him in the throat, whap, and jumps <laughs> off the horse. So she tackles <laughs> And if you watch it, she kicks him, too. <laughs> like, she hits him in the throat, and he drops, and then she starts to run away, and she just kind of kicks him in the shin and then runs off. It was pretty funny to see. So then he tackles her, and he's holding her down, and he's looking, and they're looking at each other, and I swear they were about to do the hibbity dibbity. Yeah. They were. Like, they were. They were giving, she's giving him the old, you know. He thought the instrumental was yeah. going to like, Willow, ride ahead for about ten minutes. We'll catch up. But they're like, dude, they're coming. We have to go. Just then you see Kale is right there, and he goes, damn, damn. it. And he Where's gets luck up. when you need him? Yeah. Where's luck when you need him? He's like, I only, I only need two minutes. But anyway, so he runs, jumps on his horse, and Sorcerer goes back to Kale. And, but she's, but they look at each other. They have, yeah, they stop. and she stops they and looks at him. Shared moment. Thank you, Carly. <laughs> she Thank doesn't want to leave, and he doesn't want her to go. But, but they're on opposite but sides. They have what's called a shared moment. Two <laughs> <laughs> <Three> finger thing. <laughs> so, just then they must have run around the corner because Willow and Mad Marga show up to Tears Lean. Like, oh great! And they're like, son of a bitch, where's everybody? And they notice that all the people have become like frozen oh, yeah. in like crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, apparently, trolls. <laughs> trolls have taken over. And Han Morgan steps in a pile of Dookie, and apparently he can <laughs> recognize dookie. this Dookie as Troll Dookie. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what set that Dookie apart from other Dookies. It's the smell. <laughs> all right, so Mad Morgan storms off because now this place is Curse Peck. He He's goes like, and peck look, again. you said we had to get here. We got here, and this is a fucking working. Everything will be okay. We get to tear his lean. And he's lost that love for him because he calls him a peck again. Ooh. And he and he runs off. Um, Kale's approaching, and Willow uh, is going to translate, uh, translate, transform Roselle again. But this time, he turns into a goat. Because if she, if she re- returns to her form, she, she can, can break be. the enchantment, and then they'll have the people of Tearsley as they're on their side. And that didn't work out, because now she's a goat. Mad Morgan kicks in a door, and he finds what's known as the armory, yeah. which you think would be better protected other than just this random door outside. Maybe it's the... Um, well, I thought it was silly, too, but then I was like, actually... Like every video game I've ever played, if, you open the door and you're like, damn, look, suits are well, actually, <laughs> if, the, if the siege is on, you don't want to have that too far away, I it, guess. It makes 100% sense because they were enchanted by Bab Martin. So there was some sort Bab-Morda. of battle. So you would have opened the armory so everyone can be armed and you're not going to like lock the door because what if Bob loses his weapon? Bob yeah. is always losing his sword. So True. he has to come back and Hydra get his Bob. sword mid-battle. So you're not going to lock it. You're just going to leave it open Mm -hmm. until after the battle is done, and then you're going to lock it before the kids are let back in. Mm -hmm. All right. So, anyway. Mad Morgan changes his clothes again. Gets a couple crossbows. And he starts setting things up. He looks like a real soldier. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's upped his game because it's nice armor. Like mm-hmm. if you're going in there and well, no one's gonna it's use a, it. I'm gonna get the best. It's a very shit. fancy helm. It is a very fancy helmet. Like he's he's clearly high up in the order. Um, they lock the doors, 
And Sorsha tells the guys, go get a battering ram. So they chuck down, they chop, they they chop one. down a tree. And they're just like, all right, we're just going to knock this. Far. Which is what you would do. You don't yeah. carry around a battering ram. Yeah, with yeah. You, you grab a tree. It's like, it's not one of your trees. It's one of their trees. Fuck them. Even if it was one of your trees, why would you care? You need a battering ram. Just then, a troll attacks Willow. And he's like, ah, oh shit. And he's like, ah. So Willow's like, I'm going to hit him with an acorn. And he drops it and he turns a plank into stone. And he's like, well, that was fucking useless. Pretty cool. Yeah, but now we know that those actually work. <laughs> and so Shalin, uh, Frizzell's like, use the wand on that troll. And he goes, Ishkabibble, bam. And it turns him into Siskel, Ibersisk. Ibersisk. Eber, <laughs> turns him into a big hairy mon- hairy. It's called an Ibersisk. One of them is Siskel, one of them is Eber. And it tears itself apart. Mm-hmm. And, and he goes, Bleh, kicks it into the water. He's like, God, we'll never see that thing again. It's like, ti- it's like small, like the size of a pig. And he kicks it off the bridge into the water. Mm-hmm. And then the moat starts to bubble, because apparently it's a gremlin. So the, the bad Martha, <laughs> no, they whatever. So bad Martha, what those should, little, would you please little pills that you give to kids that you put in water and turn into like dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. So they come in, and first thing that uh, Mad Morgan does is he stands there and he starts flipping the sword. He's like ah, and all of a sudden the guys come in and they go ah, whoa, whoa, and Bat Morgan's like yeah, bitches. You don't want but, none of this. Then he turns him, around and he looks, and it's a room. giant two-headed fucking dragon, and he's like, ah! So he runs over, and he gets on the same side as the bad guys, and they're all standing there together looking at this. Like, oh. And then they look, <laughs> and then Matt Morgan looks to the left and right, and he's like, oh, hey, guys. And, and they're like, get him. And Kale says, <laughs> kill him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, and he runs. This two-headed dragon thing is creepy. Like it was the only chance they had against looking. the bad more die, and bad terrible more. graphics. <laughs> it was 1987. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Tony was like, "I wonder if the uh, special effects hold up." I think mean, they're fine. So <laughs> they're mostly practical effects, and those usually hold up. This I think was claymation. Yeah. But this is the only thing that stood out to me as, wow, that's bad. <laughs> well, it was pretty bad. All right, anyway. I don't know. It looked creepy and gross. That's what I want in a monster. <laughs> so, um, fight scene. Matt Morgan's doing his best. He's killing people. He's got arrow, I mean, a crossbow set up, and he's killing people. Meanwhile, he's got time to stop, give Willow a sword. He's like, hey, guys, how you doing? Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. He Luckily, set up a bunch of little traps and yeah. stuff. Bear traps and crossbow things. Luckily, the Ebersisk is killing the bad guys, too. Yeah. And he gives Willow a sword and says, kick some ass. And then he goes, whew, and jumps onto the monster. I wouldn't have killed yeah. the monster personally. I'd have let that thing go for a while. Yeah. It hasn't killed me yet. He definitely uh, Matthew McConaughey's that uh, rain of fire. But Sorsha sees how brave he is. Yeah, he, she is watching a she, lot. Yeah, every well, time we cut she to her, really she's has nothing else watching. to do. No, like, no. There's one guy, she's and there's a bunch of them. You send pawns in first, right? She's watching Matt Mark again. And she's feeling that tingle in her butt again. She's she like, wow. Wa- she wants his Matt Morgan. Oh, she's getting a wedding. <laughs> oh, I hate when he says that. Ugh. <laughs> so she sees that brave Matt Morgan's fighting. Now, rumor has it in the book of Sorcerer's, uh, in the books, that Sorcerer's father was a good king, and this is why she was able to turn good. So she easily. was the king. He Okay, so in the backstory that they cut out, her father is the king of Tira's Lee, and she runs into and she sees him like his crystal in tomb, and he's able to talk to her, and this is why she has the change of heart, hmm. not just the love of Mad Mardigan. Hmm. Well, he but does. they cut that from the movie. But Mad Mardigan's got the you know, the love, the power of love. 
So now, if she, do you think, now, so that's the backstory, is that she's the daughter of the King of the Tears League. Now, is she his bastard daughter with Bab Morta, or did Bab Morta steal her from Tears Lee? I think that Bab Morta... When she was a baby, when she turned Tears Lee into the Crystal Kingdom. And just raised her as her daughter and lied to her. Here's what I think. I think that she transformed into the king's wife came in and was enchanted and had the dibbity dibbity with him. Oh, or do you think possible. she was the wicked mm-hmm. stepmother? Could be. All those are possible. <laughs> All right. So, but in the movie, she just needed a good, deep, a good deep dick him. And she turns good. That's it. That's all she needed was a guy to love her. She's she like, did, all right, I she, switched sides. No, but it was a terrible reason for her to switch sides. She didn't and you can't deep. not agree with that. She didn't get a deep dick in, though. Not she yet. got... Some poetry. All that she needed was a little Dickens. She just needed some affection. Because that some is love. Not, her mother is love. not giving True her. True love. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, man. <sighs> so, man, she feels like a woman. Dun, 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 dun. Wow. Anyway. So now Willow's fighting and, and, and he's killing dudes. Like he's running. Ah. He's and a then, great swordsman. Until Skeletor pops Willow? up. Well. <laughs> Skeletor pops up and he's like, ah, bam. He like backhands Willow. Bitch. <laughs> Willow is a good dad. And Laura is one of his babies at this point. And he is not going to rest until he's done everything he possibly can. Willow's a good dad. Like he's going to go out before this happens. All right. So when the changing of the tide, Eric's men show up for no damn reason other than it's amazing. And they just like to kill Bab Morta's men. Yep. They're, these are, these well. are the inglorious bastards now. They just walk around, look, we're just going to kill us some Nazis. You each owe me a thousand Bab Morta skulls, they, and I want my skulls. They did meet Alora Dannon. She's special. She's got that enchanting little giggle. Oh, she's got the touch. She's got she's, the power. <laughs> Alora Prime. <laughs> she's got the allspark. All right, so. Wow. Anyway, Kale Gates away. Uh, after um, taking the baby from Willow. Like, he just beats feet out of town. He's like, all right, guys, deuce. After, and rides away without actually seeing Sorsha trade sides. Like, he grabbed the baby and peaced out. Never saw Sorsha change sides. That's important. <laughs> and the battle is over as Mad Morgan killed the double-headed beast thing, sticking a sword right through its head. And it exploded. And it exploded. Just one of them exploded and that evidently killed the other one because they're, you know, basically yeah. one thing. All right. And Willow's come over. He's bleeding. He's like, I lost the baby. It's over. And Matt Murray's like, bullshit. Let's ride. Can you ride? Well, then jump on it. Let's do it. Ride Her it. Story we'll get you a pony. Regulators? I don't know. No, no. Regu- I like his battle. Let's do that. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> so now handy with steel, if you know what I mean. Give me the geek off the street. And you got to use the word tallywhacker. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> I forget that that's where, where tra- Tally Walker came back into our... <laughs> into the lexicon. Okay. All right, so Kale returns to Bad Morda and tells her, I've got the baby. And she's like, where's Sorsha? Like, all happy. She's like, well, she's turned against us, my queen. He has no fucking clue. I guess that's there better than... Pe- I left her in a battle. <laughs> there were other people that saw, though. Look, mm. I got the baby and left. She'll be on her way soon. But, <laughs> but we know as the audience that she's turned, so we're going to stick with that. All right, so Mad Morgan and his new besties decide um, that they're going to attack the castle. 
Now, good thing they have Sorsha with her, with them, who has all kind of knowledge of this castle, and they don't let her fucking speak. Well, Eric and Mad Mar are gonna do are too busy talking about what they're gonna do. I'm like, look, I would ask the girl who fucking lives there. Men yeah. are talking; they don't have time for what she is. Well, they should. I would make time. Be like, hey, is there a side entrance? <laughs> there's you always would, a side entrance. There's always a side entrance. There's always a back door somewhere. You would know. How do you get in here other than the front door? <laughs> She seems like she would know these type of things. Well, they should have let her speak. It's a different time period when men didn't have time. And some men still don't. For what the women have to say. Right, look, Carly, <laughs> enough of your words here. <laughs> so anyway, we're, we're talking. We're, yeah. The men are talking. Men, men folk are speaking. I, uh, it just I seems really even stupid. Even if she had tried, they would have been like, shh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, the one person with intimate knowledge of the place we're trying to get into? Yeah, don't talk to her. How about where would they be having the baby? Over there. It doesn't what? even occur to them. I know, and that's the worst part. I remember being a kid going, why isn't she talking? <laughs> like, it just it made sense to me. Anyway, so. Um, that Mordai is shown um, getting Allura ready for the ritual. And then she gets to the, the front of her gate and she sees that the army is there. Where did Bab Mordai get electrical tape? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's always been something that I'm Home Depot. Because she like the baby, the baby swaddled <laughs> all up and then like wrapped in electrical. And tape. why is she mummified? Did you notice that? Yeah, she is. Yeah, next time you watch it. She looks like Mumra. She has yeah. robes on. You keep saying um that we have Skeletor and Mumra. <laughs> all of the eighties little villains are in this. This is amazing. Yeah, she does look like Mumra. True. <laughs> Alright, so then um, Mad Morgan just says, Look, we're only here for Laura Dannon. And she's like, Yeah, no. <laughs> You're not a warrior. You're pigs. And all uh, of a sudden. The he- goat that is Finn Rizel has told Willow, Get in the tent and do the protective spell I told you. And he's and like, Why? And she's like, Just do it. She, no, says, she says, Bitch, do the spell, it will protect you. Yeah. She's like, I'm Yoda, bitch. Do what I said. So he's he in the, the shit out of it, yeah. and doing the ch- enchantment that's going to protect them. And uh, and everybody else that's turned into pigs. is told that they're not warriors, yeah, they're, they're pigs, pigs. And they all now, become pigs. Now, Except I have a question. Except for Sorsha. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if Sorsha would probably have magic or something. Well, that or she didn't target Sorsha at first. No, she didn't. At first, or maybe she only turned the men into pigs. Because they're all men. They all are You're not men, you're pigs. But Sorsha isn't a man. Oh. Cracked that Good case. Call. Man, I feel it's like a woman. It's important to word your spells correctly. That's true. Mm-hmm. Or you don't turn your daughter into a pig. So maybe that's why. In the trivia, it said that the pigs kept trying to have sex. So they had to keep throwing water on the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Because they're all men, so they wouldn't be... So theoretically, in the eighties, they wouldn't be trying to have the sex. The impression we style. get from these spells, knowing what we do about Finn Rizel, is that they're all still have yeah. know, like thinking yeah. and having their human thoughts, and they would not be wandering around trying to. We know that <laughs> we know that Mad Mardigan dwells in darkness for Sorsha, not for Eric. I'm just wondering what happens when they all turn back to men and they're all naked and they're like, "Dude, where's my pants?" <laughs> and they're all walking around trying to find all their armor and we shit. We skip over that. Well, but, uh, here was my question, was, and I guess Elaine answered it, was how everybody turns to a pig except for the goat. Why does the goat woman. turn into a pig? Both She's a woman. Yeah. No, Finn Rizel says, do the transfer- transformation spell. Now the magic will protect 
you. There's a magical bubble formed between Willow and Finrazel and this spell, which is what protects him but from being turned into uh, a... It doesn't matter. Couldn't share that with Eric and Mad Mardigan and Sorcerer, though. Well, Mad Mardigan was kind of fucked. Mad Mardigan was the first one to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, so Bad Morda begins the ritual as Willow sees that his army's been turned into pigs. Now but he, he did magically turn Finrazel okay. back into a woman. Sorry, okay. we didn't say that. Well, um, we went through not a lot yet. of Not yet. He didn't do it yet because he does it now. But... So Willow finally turns Rizel into a human. We'll skip over my big dissertation here about how it went through all the animals. <laughs> Evidently, that's not important. I would have stayed a tiger. <laughs> she wants to be able to cast spells, though. She but is, she could have been a tiger. Shut <laughs> up! <laughs> she becomes a woman, and she's like, wow, I'm really wrinkled. Has it been that long? And Willow like, says, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, Willow. She grabs a, a blankie, puts it on, and says, send them in. Not let me get some clothes on quick. She's standing there in a, in a blanket, and she's like, "Send them in." And so turns one them back by in. one, she turns the pigs back into the long night. <laughs> and they're all—they all end up in that one tent. It's a big tent. It's a magic tent. It's the tent of holding. It's Hermione's tent in uh, Harry Potter. Hmm. <laughs> so during the ritual, Alora Downing gets a haircut. Good thing it was a wig. Um, now back to the men, and they're in an argument how to get into the castle again. If only someone there knew how to get in the castle. Willow has an idea because he's a farmer with gophers. <laughs> he says, Willow says, I have an idea. Back home we have a lot of gophers. And Bill Murch is up and says, if you throw, kill all the gophers, and they're, they're going to lock you up through with the key. It says, gophers. Not, oh, yeah, golfers? No, gophers, yeah, we can kill them. <laughs> oh, God. That was a completely unnecessary <laughs> idea. So when he said we have a lot of gophers, I thought they were going to try to dig their way into gopher? the castle. But that is like not what they do. No. <laughs> They're more creative than that. Mm-hmm. But the go- the gophers have nothing to do with how they get in. But other than they... Yeah, they, they dig, dig holes and they hide in them. But to make it seem like they actually left, some of them had to leave. So the small army that they have is now an even tinier armor. Because half of them left. And how did they not notice that the pigs got turned back into men who broke camp? <laughs> or how, how do you get all these horses to just lay down? Magic. Because they're all just chilling. I'm like, all these horses chilled? A lot of them ran off when they turned into pigs. Now, we saw it. Yeah. I will say that I've read a couple fantasy novels that took place in the desert, and they have trained the horses to lay down when the sandstorm comes. Really? Yes. Two different book series have the same trope. It's in a book, so that, must, that so, checks out. I think you could train a horse All right. to lay down. Oh, also, we're going to say movie. Yeah. All right, so. This must the be cement a, mixer today. So this must be a really long ritual because it's the next morning and she ain't done. Um, we see the camp has appears to be abandoned. Only Willow and Rizel are there. And they threaten Kale, who sends men to kill them. Like you would. And this is their mistake. This is their mistake. They open the gates. And the men are coming in. And Rizel says, patience, Willow. And Willow's like, nope. Courage, Willow. He needs to be strong. Just then, you hear, ah, and he starts beating the drum because no one noticed there was a drum there for no fucking reason. <laughs> and he beats the drum and all the men pop up, ha ha, and they attack. And they and, run into the And instead gate. of just being like, fuck, close the gate, they're just like, all right, well, it looks like three guys are in, might as well just leave yeah. it. And all the men rush. And my guess is that the army that fled, it was just in the tree line, they came rushing to because they did that in, I think it was... I don't know. Movie. Doesn't matter. So, open plane. battle scene. And of course, what is get... feeding this castle? It's just dirt out there. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. So, battle scene, and guess what? It starts to rain. Might be because of the ritual, or it could be that there was a storm brewing. 
<laughs> uh, Sorcerer, Rizal, and Willow are all sneaking through the castle into the ritual room because who would know how to get there? Sorcia, I'm glad they're like, hey, anybody know where it is? Rizal and like, Willow are both like, bitch, we need your help. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that this movie is very progressive because in the mid '80s, they're like, this is, we need strong female characters. Because who's making a difference in this movie? Strong female characters. You're welcome. Now. It hasn't happened until now, but now. <laughs> <laughs> last four minutes. In the last few minutes. When, it, when push comes to shove, who saved the day? Women. Because <laughs> Sorcia's, she, she's a BMF. Bad motherfucker. Yeah. All right, so they get to the ritual room. Bad Mortis there. And somehow Bad Mortis stands on it. I will send the child into the 13th night in the 13th castle in the 13th. What the fuck is with the number 13? She goes on and on about 13. Just then, Roselle bursts open the door. And Bab Morta is looking rough. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, she this has, ritual is aging her. Like, <laughs> it's taking it out of her. She's literally turning into fucking Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> like, by the face, I mean Mumra. Yeah. Skeletor and Mumra had a baby. Its name is Bab Morta. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's looking rough here. It's like the evil queen, Snow White. It's like, hello, Razelle. She gets a little funky and gets a little spunky. So Bab Morta's druid's attack. Just then, Sorcia steps in and she's like, bitch, cuts them both down like it's nothing. Sorcia says, Mother, I will not let you harm that child. And she goes to go grab it. And just then, Babmorda is like, oh, yeah? Pulls her up in the air and starts sending her through the spikes. I think that Babmorda has elemental powers because she calls a storm for this ritual. And she uses wind to push Sorcia away. And we see her use lightning and something else. She seems to... Thunder. Come thunder. Come lightning. fire. Well, she will later. We'll see it. <laughs> we'll get to that. She, oh my God, she's got the three storms. Wow, she, <laughs> she's all three storms. Wind, fire. All right, so just then, before Sorcia hits the spikes, like Sorcia puts her hands up, and Rizel uses Cylindria's wand. Is like, it's like, ooh, you, your powers have grown, Rizel. like, I have Cylindria's wand. Bad I was like, like, when what? we last Don't met, I was with a student. <laughs> now I am the master. Yeah, I wouldn't have gave out my little, my little. I was like, now book. she's gonna take the wand from you, you dumbass. <laughs> so now we have the sorcerer fight where, in the fire, so, Bab Mordad grabs some fire and throws it at Rizel, and Rizel's on fire, and all of a sudden she takes the wand and shoots it at her, and she turns into ice, and we have a good sorcerer off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorcerer off. Uh-huh, well they just it's, it's a back and forth battle. battle. And it's a magical duel. And, and ah, a duel. One of my favorite uh, parts of this has always been where Roselle gets knocked down, and she's got you know like a stone falls on her, and Bad Mortar walks up and she starts laughing, and then Roselle grabs the wand and and then she's like it's like blah blah and hits her in the wall, then blah 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 blah, yeah. and then he goes she goes yeah na 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 and she starts spinning around. It's very funny. Yeah, it's Has very always ridiculous. been funny, will always be funny. And I wonder, ridiculous. was that ad-libbed? Because was she supposed to have, like, alliance here? And she's like, fuck it. No, 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 no. Was she just enjoying beating this bitch up? Yeah. And Bad Mortis like, whoa. All right. And during this whole thing, the two women were straggling over the wand, and an end table came to life, and now Willow's got to fight the end table. And I was like, why would the end table come after Willow? <laughs> it gives him so, something to do right now. Yeah. Other than, evil other than that, there's no reason whatsoever for this table. Because it's an him. evil animated yeah. urn. But he wasn't even like trying to get anything it's off not. the table or 
Yeah, it's like a Venus flytrap. I don't think it's an end table. I think it's a brazier. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just something for Willow to do in this scene. Yeah. Otherwise, he's just standing there yeah, looking like doing nothing. Because so, he didn't even want to go in. And Finn was like, look, if you don't feel comfortable, you can stay out here. Mm-hmm. But he's braver than he knows. So we he- cut to back outside, and we and Kale um, runs into Eric and says, now you die. Because <laughs> Kale's just cutting him down left and right. And he does. He kills Eric. Mm-hmm. Matt Morgan sees this. Matt Morgan destroyed. sees it, and he's like, oh, hell no. Because Eric dies in his arms. And I looked at him and said, should have left you in the crow's cage, bitch. But anyway, now he's much <laughs> Matt better. Matt Morgan's like, look, there's only six characters in this movie. You can't kill one of them. <laughs> so Matt Morgan grabs his fisting sword. Yes, fist sword. And uh, grabs another sword, and, and he's and he's making a beeline. He's right double fisting. Yeah, he's double fisting it. And he kills a couple guys, and he's like, come on, Kale, let's go, motherfucker. And we have our co-main event of the evening. <laughs> Matt Morgan versus Kale. And they're going at it, and Mad Morgan, you know, he spins around and cuts him right in the mask. Mm. Breaks it. And breaks it, and Kale falls down. And they're like, oh, fight over. And Kale mm-hmm. just kind of sits there. And then Mad Morgan walks up the stairs instead of stabbing him in the face. That's why double tap. Always in a sword fight. Stab him, stab him a couple times just to be safe. Goes up, more fighting, more fighting, more fighting. And now he cuts Mad Morgan. Oh, he's, oh, he's losing. But oh no, Mad Morgan loses his sword. We think it's all over, but it's a movie, and we know it's not. <laughs> so Mad Morgan spins around and stabs Skeletor right in the stomach. And then Kale punches him in the face. So then he hits him in the sword that's in his stomach. And then stabs him again and throws him down. And Mad Morgan's your winner. <laughs> and now it's time for our main event. Rizel and Bab Morda have given up magic and have resorted to punching each other. So now it's two old women beating the bejesus out of each other. Just <laughs> like, not what you expect from sorcerers. No! <laughs> shit, goes, shit gets real at the end here. Yeah. Like even, I, I, I know what's gonna happen and you just, it just catches you off guard. So you expect more sorcery and it's just like, bitch! <laughs> we didn't have that big of a budget. We went to we went to England and Australia like, oh, we, and we had to go shoot some, we got had to get background footage in China. We, we blew the budget, so now we have Bad Morda literally choking Rizal. They ran out of mana points, so <laughs> shit got real. And during this, um, Willow had killed the end table. <laughs> and jumps up and grabs Alora. Just then, Rizal struggles. Ah, ah, ah. Goes to sleep. She's defeated once again by the evil Bad Morta. Bad Morta! Say it with some funk. It feels All right. <laughs> so Willow's like, I'm yeah. a powerful sorcerer. <laughs> And she She's starts like, laughing. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm more powerful than you. More than I'm the greatest sorcerer. And throws an acorn at her and misses. But she catches it. And it's like, oh, hey, that feels different. My hand is turning to stone. And she's like, oh, yeah, put the maloikia on the wrist. Boom, all better. Shakes it off. She says, is that extent of your powers, little one? And Willow goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he hides behind something. And, um... That Martha is like, I'm going to use the spell and send her a soul into oblivion. And Willow pops up and he says, you stupid hag. I'm going to send her to, uh, and send her where? Ha 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 ha. And to a, a realm where evil cannot touch her. And that Martha says, impossible. There's no such place. Except for Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> then again, there was that fight there. Recently. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know about Shit. that. Anyway, so that's out. Anyway, so, so Willow does his disappearing pig trick, and for somehow this hurts Bab Morda. She's like, <gasps> and raises up Solyndria's wand and gets struck by fucking lightning. 
and this kills Babmorda. Well, I thought it. I thought she had been starting to chant again, like she was going to send the baby away, and it sent her away. I thought she raised her but hand and got struck by lightning. I yeah, I thought <laughs> I don't she, think lightning would have hurt her. Ritual. I thought it was the ritual. ritual, and she banished herself to that evil realm. We'll go with that and say <laughs> she that she had been calling the the elements or whatever, and she raised the yeah. wand, and it. That's what I thought. Sure, that math checks out. Other than the fact that if it wasn't for a Laura Dana being born, this wouldn't happen. So the born the her okay. being born with the special mark mm-hmm. took care of the mm-hmm. evil queen Babmorda. Prophecy mm-hmm. filled. Prophecy fulfilled. Just then, Roselle wakes up and goes, "Willow, where's the baby?" Oh, she might disappear and pay trick. She's right here. Ha! <laughs> and Sorsha wakes up, and Matt Morgan kicks in the door. Everybody shows up at the end, like, and Willow's like. Now you all wake up. <laughs> Fuck you all. He saved but, the day. What's the first thing he does? He's like, where's my lady? Hey, baby. Mad <laughs> Morgan or Willow? <laughs> Mad Morgan kisses Sorsha. Yeah, all he's right. going to live here now with her. I don't know about dear. Well, maybe Tears Lean. They go back to Tears <laughs> Because in the next scene, we're in Tears Lean. Everybody's fine. Everybody's alive, I guess, or unfrozen from crystal. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. They really figured matter. out the trolls. Yeah, yeah, they they get rid of the trolls. Can you imagine if you've been stuck in a crystal for twenty years? You get out of the crystal and you find your house infested by trolls. Mm. That would piss me off. That'd be a bad day. You right. still gotta drive drive that big ass monster out of there because it's gonna start to stink. Somebody said, like, "Where the hell did this thing come from?" <laughs> All right, so oh, uh, we'll see if it's tasty. They could have food for a while. Maybe. Giant feast. Not delicious. They could be delicious. You don't. Know, have think, you tried it? I think it'd have been a little spoiled at this point. Yeah, you never. Anyway. It's not fresh dead. So it's anyway, cool. anyway, we're not going to worry about that because we're going to get to the end of the movie because we're, we're almost there, okay? So <laughs> Rizal gives Willow a book, a magic, uh, book of magic. And he's like, oh, that's really nice. And we see that. She's like, look, you have potential. You're going to be a good yeah, sorcerer. You're going to be some. You're going to be something. <laughs> and Sorsha is no longer wearing her armor, which I kind of like, I really wish she would have kept it. She could be the warrior princess before Xena. But anyway, so she's holding the baby. So she, her and Mad Morrigan, who's also looked pimped, are, are going to raise the baby. the baby. Um, and that's it. We go back to the, and we, we cut to Willow arriving home. But it's like, Willow, Willow's back, Willow. He arrives home a hero. Uh-huh. And Even though they and don't we, know what happens. We, <laughs> we, see, we see the high Elwin. And Willow's like, you want to see some shit? You see this apple? Throws it in the air, it's a bird. He's like, and we're, we're done. done. How you like me now? <laughs> and the high Elwin's like, yep. How you like me now? That's Toby Keith, now very good. We're going to be working together now because you're going to be my apprentice. You're going to be my apprentice now. Let's switch roles. Just then, Willow sees his wife and they run together and have a shared moment. Roll credits. At least till the next book. And in the next book... Mm -hmm. What? I read them. (laughs) Yeah. Mad Morgan dies like in the first ten pages. Um. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. he goes to see a Laura or some shit? I don't That's remember. Cool. I never wa- read them, but I know they're not they super great. About them. <laughs> That's why they're well. They were supposed to be more movies because there was more to the story. But this movie didn't do so great, so they made them novels instead. And the novels evidently did pretty good, but mm. people don't like the story. But they kept reading them anyway. Because you wanted to know what happened when yeah, you everybody would hate characters. reading them. I don't think they were hate reading them. It wasn't like Twilight. All right. So anyway, we're running out of time here. What do you think? Which Elaine? I did hate. Elaine, me. go. All right, my favorite character is Mad Mardigan, although I really love Rule and Frangine, like a lot, but Mad Mardigan is clearly the best. Mm -hmm. My least favorite character is Brutal Cut. I've hated him ever since I was a child. 
Fuck Burgle Cut. When he gets shit on by the bird that Willow made out of the apple, mm-hmm. it's glorious. I really wanted him to get turned to stone. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scene is when they escape from the mountaintop. Everything from when the brownies appear to when they get to the bottom of the mountain on the sled. I just love that. My favorite line, I had a couple, but I'm going to go with the one that makes me laugh the most, which happens during my favorite scene when Mad Morgan is being all awesome and Willow says, you are great. And then Mad Morgan flips the sword and slips out the fucking snow and falls down. It's just really funny. My favorite tertiary object is the mouse hood that Rule wears on his head. <laughs> like it's a mid, like a lion. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, like Hercules and his lion cloak. Only it's a mouse head. Um, this movie is great. <laughs> it's super great. <laughs> and, super great. And uh, I think it holds up. It's a good fantasy See, adventure. See, I know my wife. <laughs> it's a good fantasy adventure, and everybody should watch it. It's enjoyable, and it's enjoyable as a family film, which is another thing that I really like. Mm-hmm. So, highest of yays. Yay. All caps. All right. Tony? Favorite character is, unsurprisingly, Mad Mardigan. Uh, my least favorite character is Bad Morta. Bad Morta! <laughs> favorite line is, uh, you dwell in darkness without me, and it went away. <laughs> That's a good line. My favorite scene is when uh, Mad Mardigan finally gets a sword and just starts killing everybody. thought that was cool. And my favorite tertiary object is the skull mask, the Skeletor mask. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, oh yay, this movie. Um, it's It shows a little bit of its age, but I mean, all movies in the 80s do. But it's still probably, I mean, one of the best fantasy movies. It's fun, it's enjoyable. You can see, you know, Lucas is, you can see kind of like, oh, this guy's kind of solo, this guy's kind of Yoda, whatever. But it's, I mean, still great. It is. In fact, Carly? My favorite character, also Mad Mardigan. Wow. Elaine's going to be upset because my least favorite characters are the brownies. (laughs) (laughs) I hate, 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 hate them. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Oh, my God. They annoyed me. My favorite scene starts when Mad Mardigan gets hit by the love dust and ends when he rolls into the village. Oh, we have the same favorite scene. Um, uh, My favorite line is, not a woman, gentlemen. Meet luck. It's <laughs> a good line. And my favorite tertiary object was the dress that Mad Mardigan was wearing that he tries to turn into pants. <laughs> <laughs> the pink dress. She's <laughs> Sorry, I got back. I got and back. I, this is the first time I ever saw this movie, and I'm going to maybay it. Really? It made me want to watch Lord of the Rings. I'd rather watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. I am. <laughs> um, my favorite character is also Mad Morgan. My mm-hmm. least favorite character, I'm going to go with Kale, because he should have been awesome and they didn't do shit with him. Yeah. Uh, snowman. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite scene is where Willow finds Mad Morgan in the room with the other lady. Mm-hmm. And he's dressed up and it's the gentleman. Meet love. Want to breed scene. Yeah. <laughs> Want to breed? My favorite line is also from that same scene. Don't I know you? I stole the baby from your daikini while you were taking a (laughs) pee-pee. My object was the pink pants. (laughs) But now I'm going to go with the uh, suit of armor that Mad Morgan finds. Because it is awesome. It is. And I give this the highest of yays. Mm -hmm. Because it is 
in my opinion, does, when you're doing fantasy, you can't get much better than this. I mean, Lord of the Rings is a better story, because it, but it takes 45 hours to watch. Like, <laughs> if you're like, I'm going to watch a fantasy movie. I'm going to pop in Willow. I'll be done in like an hour, 45 minutes. If you go like, I'm going to watch the Lord of the Rings. Well, you better clear a fucking weekend. <laughs> that is true. So. And don't start on the extended editions. Yeah. <laughs> then you got to take off of work. And this is a more like upbeat kind of sillier movie too. Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. is very This is better for this is better heavy. for a family. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's deep. All right. Well, Carly, please find us on facebook.com/theunderappreciatedmoviepodcast on Instagram at @unmoviepodcastdogs on Twitter at @unmoviepodcast and you can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. And please go back and listen to all our episodes and tell your friends and we'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, <laughs> next week on the podcast is Charity's pick. It is 2017's I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants. I Kill Giants. Isn't that starring the one and only Imogen Poots? Not really. She's in it. <laughs> starring might starring. be a stretch. <laughs> well, we all know that this podcast roots for, for the, the Poots. <laughs> that is true. Well, you know, anytime I don't shit that. I looked at her IMDb. She doesn't have a lot of. We're running out. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting slim. We're running out of now. things that we could do. We need her to do I'm some more movies. Wa- <laughs> I'm gonna start watching other things like. Uh... We need her to do more movies because she's quality. All right. Well, I'm gonna call her and tell her to work more. She's gonna go. Yeah, thanks. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna call George Lucas and say, you know who you need. Well, he doesn't do anything anymore. Ah, no, shit. he doesn't. I'm gonna call Opie Cunningham. I'm gonna say, look, Ron. You know, we're going to remake Willow. I got you perfect Sorsha. I got a Sorsha for you. She would be a great Sorsha. She would be an outstanding Sorsha. All right, friends, let people know two things. Uh, We need a live action (laughs) Emperor's New Groove. Two little things. Just two little things. We need a live action Emperor's New Groove with John Cena as Kronk. And number two. We do definitely need that. (laughs) We need a live action, new live action Willow with Imogen Poots as Sorsha. Okay, so if you were going to cast a live-action Emperor's New Groove, who would you put as the Emperor? Who could go... Ooh. Who could be Cusco? These and other questions we'll find out next week! <laughs>